Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the movie council is now in session. Hello, movie fans, and welcome back to the Movie Council podcast, the number one movie podcast in the world, depending on how delusional you are. My name is Tim Sherry. I am once again your host, and I'm the CEO of this wonderful movie council. We have a very special edition of the episode of excuse me, the show tonight. We have a special guest coming back. We've had him here a few times. We'll get to that in a few minutes. We have a lot to do. We have reviews. We have uh, upsetting people. We have uh, insulting my brothers. We have a lot of different things going on tonight. But before we get into that, we have to let everyone listening know about the panel, do our introductions, do what we normally do. Start it off with my boy, my right-hand man, my COO. He's the reigning, defending, undisputed best movie guy in the planet. And he is the hot shot banker, Mr. Andrew Sherry. What's going on, buddy? I never feel like I can, you know, my response can sort of live up to that introduction, but I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, talking to talking to Andrew and having a great time tonight. Yeah, yeah we, we, we're going to get to him in just a minute. AJ, uh, just real quick. No, any vacation this week. We, got, we need the, roughly, the, the weekly vacation <laughs> The weekly report. vacation update. No, I told you. I've been, or anything. I've, been, I've been working the last few weeks straight. Okay. I got a vacation yeah. early September. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, that's the next time. Yeah. So during that week, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll. Take down I might get arrested. Club right, I might get arrested for jaywalking with right? with Ro- with Rosemont and Taggart. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rosewood, sir. <laughs> Anyways, so let's swing this over to my. Uh, like I always say, the hardest working man on this podcast. He is my producer, my editor, the the very the very handsome. Actually, I'm I'm I'm, I'm yeah, you're stealing Marky's. Yeah, I can't do that. You're just my big bro. And he is Dan Sherry. What's going on, bud? Ah, not too much. Uh, it's been a been, been a good week. I'm looking forward to tonight. Uh, we got two two fun movies to talk about. I I, I got a feeling uh, we're 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 gonna have very like definitive opinions on these movies, and I really look forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on both of them. So, got it. Uh, I can't wait, and uh, I'll let the listeners know if they can't wait to hear more from us uh they can follow us on social media we are at movie council pod on uh instagram and facebook and x and threads mm-hmm. now we actually got a bunch of stuff on threads actually threads mm-hmm. is great in the sense that like we use instagram kind of a lot mm-hmm. and now because like instagram it's hard to post links but there is a link to our threads account on Instagram. So if you go to that, it'll bring you right to where I post the links to the episodes. Like you can, beautiful, you know, it's Love Apple it. or Spotify or whatever. I put them up on threads. So if you're on Instagram, you see us and you want to take the shortcut, just click on the little 
threads icon and it'll bring you right to our links to the episode so hey dan hey dan do, do we have a by any chance have a youtube channel oh as my well? goodness you mm. know what we sure what? do and that also at movie council pod or on youtube uh uh we you know we, we post our top 10 on there uh daddy's falling behind but i i still working on the video editing but i I'm getting it under control, so I believe we'll have a, a a few more videos uploaded within the next week or two. So yeah, check out our YouTube at Movie Council Pod. Hey, you get a technical whiz moved back into the. Uh, That's right. Yes, the the, whole, the boy know. is here now, so I might just have him come the in boy. and do yeah. do all the video editing. So right, Cut, take take you know, give him a discount on rent for a couple months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> have him make like a website or however the fuck that works. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Do something, you know. And uh, last code, thing, an algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to send us an email, where our email address is moviecouncilpod at gmail.com. It's a real email address. Yeah. It, it Please. is. Please. And like we always say, the rule is if you send us an email, we will read it on the air. Unless, of course, you insult, you know, Marky's young children and then we yeah. really can't <laughs> they, there's right. just there's a line there's and a we'll line read it louder yeah. <laughs> there's a line we we can't i like it yeah. seriously we'll when read you, it we'll post it well yeah yeah when we'll i live when i can't cross a line you know you've gone too far <laughs> like when i can't even fucking get somewhere you know if tim says whoa that's a bit much that's you know up. it's a problem <laughs> yeah speaking speaking of speaking of marky let's sway on down to charlotte let's talk to my boy my brother from another mother the very handsome the very toit the very sexual the smooth talking southern gentleman mr marky bondurant what's up buddy not much man sedated myself again with uh too much mexican food so i'm trying to and take a bunch of alcohol real fast. See if yeah. that'll uh, put a little right. pep in my stuff. That doesn't right, sound that, like a winning formula. Right, that's the cure. <laughs> Red wine and burritos, baby. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a, gonna be a rough morning. Uh, poor guy. Uh, Mark, you actually inspired me last weekend because, uh, you know, we did the podcast. Or was it two weekends ago? Yeah, two weekends ago. I had to go and get Mexican. This great mm. little place down the street that I, well, everyone said it was great. And I hadn't been. And I've lived here two and a half years. Now. I went down there. A dynamite Mexican. Yeah. And the food, not you know the bartender, but he was great too. <laughs> but the the food just fantastic. Uh, so, but I have uh, heard uh, Charlotte authentic is Mexican. very very. But I've heard Charlotte is uh, is big big with Mexican food. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, well, there's just a huge there's a huge uh, Hispanic community in mm. uh, the Carolina area. So there's you know mm. stones throw. You hit three Mexican restaurants. Um, I've heard that it's kind of like. I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever made this comparison, but it's like pizza joints in New York. So <laughs> they've mm. they've all got to be good to survive. But at the same time, you're people, making the comparison now. People yeah. will just destroy Mexican restaurants around here in a good way. Like they're yeah. slammed. Every Me- Mexican restaurant is just packed out. Well, you better be good then. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. it's better be good. No, anyway. love it. Well, anyways, without further ado, I know probably if you read the title to this uh, episode. Uh, you're gonna know that our our boy is back. Our boy, our little our little baby's all grown up, and he's back. <laughs> you know what? Uh, hold on. Can I just say, since he is my close personal friend, <laughs> should I introduce him? Or you know what? Though you know, you want to let you do it. Or... Yeah, I did. I did have something <laughs> planned for this, so I just all right. Say, go for it. I want to go ahead and welcome back the movie council's boots on the ground, the <laughs> man, the myth, the legend. 
Mr. Hollywood himself, Mr. Andrew Harvey. What's going on, buddy? Yo, good to be back, Jens. I, I for some Hey-o. reason I had the NFL theme song that dun 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 in my head because we're getting into NFL football season. I was watching the preseason a little bit, and all of a sudden I was just thinking intro dun 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 dun. Yeah, love that. For those of you who don't, who haven't listened to any episodes before with with Andrew, because you've been on only a few others, what three or four, maybe others. Sounds about right. I think this is his fourth. Is your yeah. fourth okay? Uh, Andrew is is I don't even know technically what your job title is at this point, but he's a guy who's done everything in Hollywood, right? You've you've probably made fucking coffee for people at some point. Yeah, you you grant you you plugged shit in for a few weeks in some places, and now you're working, you're producing now, right? Is that yes fair? Well, okay. yes, indie producing, and also I'm actually doing working in visual effects, like producing visual effects now on okay. like bigger like tentpole movies. But yes, oh, wow. all cool kind of falls in. Falls in the same category. He's folks. Mm-hmm. He's a real renaissance man when it comes mm-hmm. to right. the movie industry. Does a little bit of everything. Been in the industry now. How long? Oh, it's been pretty much since I moved from Charlotte. Yeah, 2009, 2010. And yeah, 13 years, wow. 13 and a half years. 13 years. Wow. wow. Oh, really, really almost. weird. Yeah, it does not feel like that at all. Mm-hmm. It feels like we just left like oh. a couple years ago yeah time time flies when you don't have to go to a meaningless job that makes you want to kill yourself on a <laughs> sure that's why my life is going so slowly yeah. every day yeah so uh but you know andrew it is, it is great to have you back it's funny i was thinking earlier today because aj missed an episode a little while back and we were anytime aj is not here we we always say he's off at some banker meeting you know like uh you Build know a bird. The, yeah like the eyes wide shut meetings he's out <laughs> but the thing is marky uh, uh, excuse me andrew you're in hollywood so you're probably actually going to those eyes wide shut when you're fucking each other dressed as pheasants <laughs> and things like that is my guess there's been, there's been yeah. times like that <laughs> the situations have presented themselves in hollywood, not gonna yeah. lie right. <laughs> no no flash photography yeah. yeah yeah i'm sure you spent some nights with army hammer or something like no, that no, shit. Got, oh, shit got oh, fucked here up. We go. oh he's back he's back i'll try this got dropped I'm seeing oh him yeah him well yeah that's happening man that's it was yeah. same with spacey he's you know <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so before we move on to that, Andrew, when do you think, or do you think, Kevin Spacey will ever be working again in Hollywood in any kind of real capacity, probably, as far as acting? I feel like not in any real capacity. Probably in some indie films. It's funny because the same discussion has been brought up about Army because Army's like much right. younger and he's got a chance to like salvage his career. But it's almost right. like at this day and age where you get oh, pop for something like a, that, you uh, can't bury it. Like it's done. You know no, no, Spacey's an Oscar winner though, man. Damn. Yeah, I but I think indie prop possibly, but I I feel yeah. like studios are well. He's going to be kryptonite for probably the next even 10 though years. he's been uh, acquitted, right? Doesn't yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about this, you know, yeah. last week. It's court of public opinion. Really well, like Andrew said, yeah. he's, he's still he's still kryptonite. Is he still tainted from the initial charges? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I, I mean, who knows? You know, maybe the Daily Wire will hire him. That's you know the Daily Wire. <laughs> no, they do. I mean, Daily Wire hired Gina Carano after you know she. You know, God forbid, had some conservative views, and they she got fucked. Yeah, they're up. on the same level. They did. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, imagine a fist fight. Now that I think about it, <laughs> wow. But I'm just saying. And now, now AJ's boy Caviezel, uh, he just did uh, the yeah. the uh, what, what's it called, DP? Uh, Sound of Freedom. Yeah, right? he just yeah. that's a from Daily Wire. They're actually they're getting. Oh, is that a production company? Yeah, yeah, Ben mm-hmm. Shapiro runs it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, I thought it was um just I don't I don't know anything about it. For some reason, when you're saying Daily Wire, I was imagining some sort of like 
uh, you know, tabloid rag company it, or something. No, it, like, it, it, it's edition or something. It, it, no, it was it's it's it was a, a conservative news publication, but now they've uh, okay. They've, branched out and they they do movies now too so which uh, frankly is is genius because it's like they're capitalizing on that market and yeah. so mm-hmm. everybody's gone to see that movie who's you know leaned yeah. that way and it's made a ton made a i think ton jim is also like a q on and kind of guy so oh yeah, yeah. he's a big them, jesus so. guy but uh the yeah. also like you know like matt walsh did uh what is a woman that's on daily yeah. wire you know the, yeah. jordan peterson has a, a series that's on daily wire um so it's actually gotcha. it's, it's actually picking up a lot um, I looked into the other mm-hmm. things. I wanted to check some check out some of the movies. It's fucking expensive. You got to pay for the whole year, and it's but yeah, uh, there is, really? there is, yeah, there is some interesting programming on it. So I don't know. Maybe Isn't maybe she... Kevin Spacey will find a home there, or your boy Army Hammer. Maybe he'll he'll end up there too. You know, if he's not <laughs> eating fucking women in his yeah. time or whatever. Oh, sorry, allegedly. And, yeah, we missed out on a lot of great great potential Spacey stuff, though. I'll tell you, over the last several years, like, since he got you know. Uh, forcefully removed from a house of cards and, yeah yeah you know all that so it's a shame you know the guy is such a talent yeah all right so well before we go off too far of a tangent we do have some stuff to do tonight uh where uh, a- andrew has a, a brand new movie just came well the movie just came out to streaming mm-hmm. um we're gonna get mm. into that movie in just a little bit he was uh so you got a producer credit on it technically is that mm-hmm. yeah. okay mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get into that uh, we have another review of another movie we want to do. We have a couple of little housekeeping things first. DP, you had something for me? I do. Uh, uh, this is something. So uh, if you didn't listen last week, uh, it, you, uh, I'll fill you in. We had a vault episode. Uh, everyone here, we, we all love the vault. We put our favorite movies in it. And last week, uh, AJ said no to everything, everywhere, all at once. And this broke my heart because this is truly one of my favorite movies of all time. And and I just want to, I would like to make an appeal to, Mm -hmm. to the rest of you that we go ahead and put it in and I'll, I'll I'll give you my basis for it is uh, AJ's own words. So I went back the uh, episode where we reviewed everything instant replay. Fuck. Everything everywhere all at once. We reviewed it. I'll I'll play a couple clips. These are AJ's own words okay. about yeah, the, everything. These aren't everywhere. edited at all. DP, these nope. aren't edited at all, right? No, okay. not at all. I all swear right. to God. These I cut this straight from the episode. Right. Here's the first one. I, I love I, I really I really <laughs> loved I love if I I, I, lo- I loved it by the way. So just yeah. okay. Final verdict. I really loved it. Yeah. I could really be talking about it. I could be talking about anything. Yeah. Nope. But you you are absolutely talking about everything. He could be everywhere. talking about young Asian women right there. <laughs> right. He could. I love but little again, children too. At, at, at the end of the at the end of the episode, we gave it a five star ranking. Mm-hmm. Here is AJ's five star ranking on everything everywhere. Anything anything four or over is a great movie. So uh, for me, it's four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Uh, he and might... he loved it. Uh... I say we put it in. I swear he said no last week. It's it's a fucking conspiracy. I don't know how high up it goes. It could go all the way up to the president. I don't know. But there's some conspiracy. <laughs> I could have been talking about AJ's any movie right there. Yeah, he was, I think he was talking about Zapruder tape, actually. No, I, <laughs> go back and listen to the episode. It was from June of last year. Those are 100% clips of AJ talking about everything everywhere all at once. Okay, so I say, 
I think who, I felt who, a, we I, don't fall into the conspiracy and let him keep it out of the vault, and we just go ahead and put it. Look, in. look, look. I, I I think I felt a little pressure that day. You guys all loved it. I think I felt like I needed to fall in line. You know, <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. I disagree. I mean, he's he not strong-willed. Loved man. it. I'm not strong-willed at all. I'm a pussy. Quarter. Yeah. Well, or DP, you can submit your appeal. Um, yep. All right. We'll should, should I send happens. it up the line and uh, yeah, send, send it to we'll headquarters? Get, we'll get back to you. <laughs> well, you it'll, know, it'll have to pass through the COO. First. Yeah, you're gonna. It's gonna end up with me at the end of the line. So I mean, so all right. Uh, so why don't you just go ahead and put it in the vault right now? I can't do it. I can't do it. You can't. I can't. Do, I can't do it. No, you can't. <laughs> all right. TW says it's in the vault. What you, should, what you should do, DP, oh, is I didn't say that. find a movie that AJ uh, proposed that you voted against. See if you can do a swap, like some sort that, of... Uh, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Fair. That's fair. I don't think there is a situation. I don't think I need like to that. trade. In his own <laughs> words, he loved it and gave it four and a quarter stars. DP, just here's the I thing. I felt a lot of pressure that night. DP, here, here's the thing. <laughs> Take a license plate, and in the future, you might be able to get back at him. You know, if there's one he really wants, you can you can fucking write his face. Take a license right. plate. Look, yeah. this isn't tit for tat, baby. Take a tag this number. This isn't revenge. <laughs> I love revenge. Why do you have to? Why do you have to play that <laughs> game, TW? I'm just Fine. saying. Look, I'm gonna watch just, it again. It's it, it's right. in my watch list right. for Prime. I'm gonna watch just, it again. Just know, just know, Daddy has receipts. Anything, uh, guys, <laughs> guys, guys. Is a great movie. So, uh, for me, it's four and a quarter. Receipts, guys, baby. Guys, I got receipts. What did I? What did I give? Thirteen lives. I put that thing in. Yeah, you did. You know, I can. I love that movie. I love that movie. I can see it. Conceding on everything, everywhere. It was a fucking Oscar. No, I can see it on thirteen lives. Yeah, can I? Crash, can I crash one in Oscar too? Right. Can I butt in quickly? <laughs> very, very quickly, because mm-hmm. I have an I have an update to the vault as well. Oh, really? Oh, um, because mm-hmm. there was one that we did last week that the three of y'all. I don't know why I said mm-hmm. y'all, um, but it, it happened. And, Marky's uh, here. Almost worked. And Andrew. Um, uh-huh. Marky, you actually, when I say swing on down to Charlotte, there's been a couple of times you've been a big fan. You said it sounded NASCAR-ish <laughs> at times. It but... does. The, the way you move in and around the mic, it sounds like I'm at the track. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Um, so uh, there was a movie y'all uh, put in the vault last week. and did it again. Keep working uh, on it. I'm trying. Uh, y'all, you would have had to vote yes to. AJ, Marky, DP all said yes, but I hadn't seen it. Um, so I watched ah. it this week, and that is the movie I don't feel at home in this Ooh, what do you think? Right, right. So you three put it in, which means it comes down to me. So is Correct. it that means so the, I guess it comes down to yes or no. Does this go into the vault? And the answer is no. What? <laughs> you didn't no. like it, huh? It's all right. All right. Just all right. It was all right. I didn't love it. It was, it was, um, I couldn't, I couldn't really get behind either of the leads. Uh, Uh, Figuratively. Figuratively. I mean, Mm -hmm. literally, yes. Both, actually. (laughs) Especially uh, Elijah. He he was, he he was working out for that movie. But that little little rat tail he's got going on. Yeah. Look, it was a decent story. There were some funny moments. Uh, got ultra violent in the end. Oh, Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I didn't love it. So I just I can't in good conscience put it into the vault. And I apologize. That's all right. And That's AJ, what we're here and AJ for. by the way, AJ, you can't say a fucking word about this right now after what you just mm-hmm. did, right? Hey, so, yeah. Andrew, have you Four seen that one? Four and a quarter. I can I say not. Yeah, no. 
Well, three out of four of us really enjoyed it. It's not uh, bad. By the way, I could also bad. I could also be a vote of neutrality for for tiebreakers. Mm, yeah. Nice to have him. But I'm also I'm an honorary member. I'm not like a sole member, so maybe that shouldn't. Uh, you're a member. You're a member. Well, you're yeah. a, no, you're a member of the movie council. You're a you know a part time contributor to the podcast, but you're a full time mm-hmm. member of the council. Right. Yeah. All right. Way, yeah, I right. could. Good. I could be that guy. Like I would say, if it gets very divisive, and then you need, and it gets to that point where it's like can't be determined, then I could. Yeah. Be. Look, okay. just schedule another vault right. episode soon. Like we didn't even talk about licorice pizza. The crying out loud. <laughs> Oh, that one's it. fucking weird, man. Yeah, or, which, kni- or knives out, licorice pizza. Which mm-hmm. which running in that movie? Anyways, um, <laughs> I, knives out. Everyone's just we didn't even talk about knives just out. Constantly running. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> exhausting. Like Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except with fucking nerds. Anyways, let's. Yeah, uh, I, saw, I saw Tom Cruise. I think it's his Instagram. Uh, like his bio says, like running in movies since nineteen ninety. Yeah. <laughs> Do you you can go online and see some of his stunt work shit? He's out of his fucking mind. Yeah, dude's a lunatic. They were That's... who the hell? Someone was telling the story. Oh god, I forget what actor was telling the story about how Tom Cruise was like was talking to him about how he wanted he was like yeah i wanted to do this stunt uh but my stunt man said no that's absolutely it's suicide so anyways i fired my stunt man and i got a new and they're like what the fuck jesus <laughs> he's just he's out of they showed one we did a mission impossible where he actually went like off a ramp off a fucking i, I would just watch that one. Yeah. i just watched that, that one wild yeah. right that oh so that god. movie that mission impossible movie in my opinion hands down has the best uh stunts from Tom Cruise or Mission Impossible. Those and, movies are awesome, man. And Oof. they're just they're they they're following this uh Fast and the Furious formula where they're just pumping more money into it and yeah. they're just making it bigger and wilder. And I'm fucking here for it, man. Like yeah. a pop a popcorn summer blockbuster movie, you know, watching Tom Cruise race through Italian streets and like a little car. It's just fucking fun. Dude, they're solid flicks too. I mean, they're not, they're not mm-hmm. just mailing it in. I think the, I think the, mm-hmm. the casting is good. The dialogue's good. The fucking storylines are good. It's they're good. Movies. This is, uh, mm-hmm. this is the one that they're calling part one, right? It's, um, yeah. yeah. Dead, dead wrecking, re- awakening, wrecking, whatever. Reckoning. Uh, yeah, dead, wrecking. Dead wrecking. Yeah. Part yeah. one. And mm-hmm. when the movie was over, I had a tinge of anger. I was like, God damn it. Like now I gotta wait for the <laughs> yeah. next episode. Like keep yeah. it going. That's fucking yeah. but yeah, that that scene, that stunt where he jumps a dirt bike off a cliff. That is insane. He, he did that and he did that like seven times in one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were showing it from like he was like flying on that thing for like 300 yards, like a hundred yeah. miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And then he parachutes. It's a base jump. Yeah, he parachutes. It's a base jump with a dirt bike jump intro. So he's a fucking loony dude. Oh, and he's uh, also uh sorry, he he does the uh I forget what the there's the type of parachute that has like the rip cords where you can like uh maneuver really quickly and easily all around. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, but I don't know the name of it. He does that. That's him. Yeah. Like he's actually in there, like doing tricks, ripping around on this parachute. And the previous Mission Impossible movie, he was flying a helicopter, uh, probably solo. Um, and he didn't know how to fly a helicopter before that. The dudes, we're gonna see him die. We've talked about this before. We're gonna see him die on camera yeah. one of these days. Yeah, he's he will. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, yeah, you realize that that stunt off the cliff, like one little thing goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And he is 
dead. And he did it seven like, times. Not, not injured, yeah. not like, oh, shit, dead. we got to try and shoot this again. He's he would dead. Be dead. <laughs> like, yeah. It's family. insane. Dead. And kept doing dead. it. I want him dead. I want his family. His family. Dead. 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 Anyway. Burn his house to the ground and piss on the ashes. <laughs> nice one, right. DB. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Daddy um, got a little carried away there. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> we can we can probably talk Tom Cruise all night. But uh, let's, um, DP, you want to do a quick, uh, you know, Loosen up the panel here. You want to do a little little question, a little Q and A? Sure. All right. Let's. Uh, do, I I got so many in my head. All right. Here's a. Uh, here's one. Uh what like movie premise, or you know, kind of story would you like to actually live out? You know, whether it could be you mm. know bit by a radioactive spider or like mm. one of those body swap things or. You know, some weird thing that only happens in movies that you would actually like to live out in your life. Hmm. I uh, I can't. Uh, uh, I, I have been thinking about it, and it, it came down to a couple. But I, I would say, uh, even though the movie sucked, <laughs> I'm hmm. not a fan of it. But that Mel Gibson movie, "What Women Want," oh, yeah. where <laughs> he could only hear the thoughts of women. <laughs> God damn it! I would fucking love that because. I have no idea what fucking women are thinking ever. <laughs> that movie is that movie is under the radar fun, by the way. Yeah, it, it's not great, but it is fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. And yeah. that is one of those things that like, God damn it. I wish that would happen to me. Yeah, yeah. that was maybe, what, like late 90s, uh, yeah, late that, 90s. Yeah. Think about it. Maybe you'd get to bang out Marissa Tomei, too. That happens in the movie. <laughs> so how about you guys? And any weird movie premises you'd like to live out you know hmm. i got one i got one have any of you guys seen the movie red rocket red no rocket? no not okay. yet not yet but it's I new ish it's that dp it's that guy from fucking mtv simon rex is that simon his name? Rex, oh yeah. right oh yes all right go see that I, I movie remember that movie yeah, and yeah we can yeah, get yeah. we can get back to it uh but he plays without question the biggest fucking degenerate of all time <laughs> former porn star i'm not saying i have the goods but i'm just saying that, <laughs> uh, but okay we'll get back to that at some point i would like to play and you guys know me quite well i would like to play out the count of money christo because i just want to get back at everybody who's ever yeah, i know you are a, i i would have guessed that because you're a revenge motherfucker yeah yeah oh yeah i'm a petty ass bitch and i will i will I will get back at everyone who ever wronged me at some point. How long life. was he at Chateau de If? Uh 19, uh, 14, 14 years? 14 years. So you, you'd go through years? that just to get your revenge? Just to get everybody. Guys, don't, Absolutely. Don't, don't, don't With a big book. fucking smile on my face. Yeah, don't, don't read the book. It's exhausting, the book. Yeah, it's a great book, but it is but long. But it's exhausting, it yeah. Long. So I'm going to get fucking ta- Monte, Connor Monte Cristo tattoos tatted all over me. Just so, just so when I get back at somebody, I can just fucking point at one. That's why, motherfucker. That's why, bitch. Jesus um, Christ. That's no. You know, totally fictional. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'd like to hear about my my boy Andrew Harvey on this one. Not not my yeah. revenge issue. Oh man, might yeah. have to skip me for a minute. I, I've been thinking about it ever since that question was proposed. That's a really yeah. good mm-hmm. one. I don't know. That's okay. too. I mean, the easy answer is like Jason Bourne or like Robin Hood or something yeah. like that. But I'm yeah. trying to think. The, you you really wake like... up on a boat and you got fucking super spy skills. Yeah, yeah. fun as shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I love, but I like both of those because both of your examples are like interesting and kind of cool. Like Red mm-hmm. Rock. I mean, Red Rockets. Even though that's not what you chose, that's like a hilarious reference for that because you've seen that before. <laughs> Have you seen Red I've... Rocket? 
No, I saw part of it because Sean Durkin, who did Martha Morrison made Marlene. Yeah, he's like a cool like indie dark director. Yeah. Does. And Simon Rex was kind of like a party boy. No one is like party boy, former MTV guy, you know, like he uh yeah. dude, he's it's cool. He took that role on and got a lot of like accolades for it. There were there were there was some Oscar buzz. He didn't get there, but there was Oscar yeah. buzz for it. He was fucking he's great in that. It, it is seriously, it's like a movie, like he lives in this like this the the situation he sets up is like a degenerate utopia. Like he yeah. is just like <laughs> fucking this girl who's barely of age. It's it is just like it's so messed up, but it's he's hilarious and it's a decent story. Definitely check it out. It's a good flick. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I I might yeah I might have to think on it for a minute because again, there's the yeah. obvious answers. Then there's like what's the cool? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. AJ, you Supporting... got something? I No, I don't know. I guess. Um... I'm toying between wanting to be Tyler Durden and mm. Mm. Um, mental illness. No, just 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 the the I don't know the journey he goes on. Yeah, and banging Helena Bonham Carter <laughs> seems like a lot. That seems of to fun. be a lot of our. Uh, seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, remember Brad Pitt's got the fucking yellow cleaning gloves on when he opens the mm-hmm. door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, want to finish her off? Yeah, which so. actually two quick things on that. Um, one, her line of "I haven't been fucked like that since I was in grade school." Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> the most disturbing line ever. Well, <laughs> do you know the line that was cut from that though? What it was? Yeah, she, the other one was like, "I want to have your abortion or That's something." Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, That's what it was fucked up. They replaced it with yeah. "I haven't been fucked like that." So I'm toying between that and like some feel good character, like you know Jack Black in School of Rock. Like that's just okay. like a fun, a fun journey, like to go on, right? You know, and have that performance at the end. Like I don't know. You're a nice guy. A nice yeah, guy. I'm, I'm talking about over here fucking jailbait, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tyler Durden's no fucking saint, dude. True, true. Mark, you got to have something. Come on. Well, and I'm I'm like Andrew. Like, so everything that's been reeling through my head, I've been thinking of, you know, the billionaire uh, character, whether it be Batman or uh, Iron Man. Um, And then one of you guys, uh, Andrew, said something about, uh, I forget what character he said, but then it made me think of James Bond. I'm like, well, any Sean Connery, James Bond. You're just Jason Bourne. I was like, any Sean Connery, Jason Bourne. Sean Connery, James Bond. You've got an easy layup. You know he barely moves. Right? He throws like the slowest punches. He's like, "Come on, Dan, have at it." Doesn't break a sweat, but yeah. saves the world. Yeah, and then it's always banging these big titted broads. Mm. Um, Humphrey Bogart, Casablanca would be cool too. Like, man, that's just a cool life. But then mm. uh, AJ said Jack Black, School Rock. That made me think of Jack Black, Jumanji. But then I was thinking of uh, Robin Williams, Jumanji. That might be. Uh, I mean, it'd be a hell of a ride, but it mm. it'd be pretty rad. And why not? Right. You, you go to play some board game and it comes to life. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be Jumanji, just, you know, loosely that storyline in your life. That'd be fun as shit. Yeah. So th- like it's, this one. is hard to land on, man, because uh, yeah. the, the whole Peter Quill story from Garland, and I hate to be mm. uh, cheesy and kind of cliche since that's, you know, very much in the zeitgeist right now. But, uh, my favorite genre being sci-fi and the Peter Quill story of him just, uh, you know, being abducted from planet earth and then just carrying out 
space adventures on his own yeah. spaceship From is the coolest thing ever. Eight years old on, yeah, yeah. yeah so that'd be a yeah, that'd bad. be a good one. That'd be I mean, what about like yeah. Benjamin Button? You know, just torture yourself. That's really good. Here's one, Mar- Marty ah. McFly. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm, yeah. Ian Barney yeah. McFly. That would how, be how about how about Brendan Fraser in the whale? He'd just be a big fat fuck and not do anything, <laughs> and, and still get an Oscar. Yeah, fuck it, just oh. do nothing. Not move your six hundred pound fat carcass. Oh. Just, you fucking cry. That's great. I would love to do that. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can actually do that. If you I'm gonna want. try. I'm gonna try at some point. That might be the most feasible out of all these. Actually, I, yeah, I, I, I actually enjoy exercising, so that might not be a problem. So. Right. And get and getting revenge. Like, that, oh, that's that's gonna happen. Trust me. I well that's the thing. Like, you know, I realized because you know, there was that huge uh mega millions drawing the other day, it was up to like almost like two billion dollars. And I remember yeah. thinking to myself, like, when I was young, it was like if I won that much money, it's like what would I do? Like where would I go? What would I buy? How would I who would I take care of? Nowadays, all I can think of is like, who would I pay to have murdered? That's the oh, only wow. thing I can think of with that type of money. <laughs> Like I would have, like I would hire a fucking hitman from Palermo and like have him on, just have him on fucking retainer, just to kill everybody. Interesting. How many people piss you off every day? My God, I have I've got a list. <laughs> like, the, like, the, like the Billy Madison list, you know? oh, but the lips are gone. Yes, yeah, you can cross it off. Yeah. The lips are gone. Right here. God, what a uh, good movie, dude! I'd be, I'd be oh. fucking Billy Madison for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Ah, well, so. okay. You fooled around yeah. long enough. Yeah. Right, we can, all right. All right, that was a fun exercise. Let's start talking some movies. All right. Let's um we're gonna talk about a movie. I'm gonna kick it over to Marky because I know yeah. Marky, you know, um wanted to get into this one. And then of course, Andrew, we're gonna get we we talked about this before we went on. We want to talk about the first movie so we can have all the yeah. time we need, and not worry about you know time restraints yeah. when we talk talk basically about, uh, get the shit out of the way. Yeah, please. <laughs> and uh and then wow. we'll um and we'll get on to, to Andrew's flick and we'll obviously let you riff on it. You can talk whatever you want. You know, you don't have to say anything personal if someone's a douche or something. You know, you just keep yeah. that to yourself. But, but you, anyway. can. you can. You can, for sure. You can. Yes, please do can. if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, anyways, so the first one we did uh, watch this week uh, was Asteroid City. Uh, it's the new Wes Anderson uh, movie. It just came out. It's uh, it's st- uh, streaming free on The Cock right now if you guys want to mm-hmm. check out the, the Pacock um so marky you mentioned in our text string earlier this week that you had some things to say so i'm gonna let you take this over um and um just give us maybe a quick synopsis on the movie and what your thoughts are and any questions you have for uh for the panel here yeah take it away handsome well let me uh preface this by saying that uh wes anderson has made some of my favorite movies mm-hmm. in the past particular life aquatica steve zisu that's one of my favorite movies love that time. movie um, and he's done some other fantastic movies, the Royal Tenenbaums, Bottle Rockets, great Mount Rushmore. Um, I'll leave it at that for now, but let me get into Asteroid City. So the synopsis off of Rotten Tomatoes goes, the itinerary of a junior stargazer slash space cadet convention organized to bring together students and parents from across the country for fellowship and scholarly competition is spectacularly disrupted by world changing events now that synopsis in my opinion makes this movie sound much more interesting than it is 
the <laughs> way the movie is told is quite disjointed. It's uh it's the story is told starting through like a documentary of sorts with Brian Cranston hosting it in black and white and he's describing how a play was written and then we see this play being written by Edward Norton the playwright and the play that he is writing is Asteroid City and then we're watching Asteroid City as a film as that unfolds and it gets quite convoluted um I don't know if you guys watched his previous one, The French Dispatch, but he did that something similar in that one as well, where things got to be too complicated. It wasn't a straightforward story anymore, like Life Aquatic or Mount Rushmore. It was this story inside of a story inside of a story, stories mixed together, breaking the fourth wall, multiple walls. Um, He's always dealt with large casts, you know, people like uh, Bill Murray's not in this one, but Bill Murray is one of his uh, reoccurring cast members. Um, Can I say something real mm -hmm. quick, by the way, uh, on that note? Um, Tom Hanks is clearly only in this movie because Bill Murray wasn't available. (laughs) That role was definitely written for Bill Murray. I didn't think about that. You're very oh, much. 100%. You're very much correct. Absolutely right. Yeah. They yeah. couldn't find Bill Murray. He's notorious for not answering his phone. So they got right? Tom Hanks. Yep. So they took yeah. Tom Hanks. Um, that was Bill Murray's role for sure. Massive, massive cast in this. Tilda Swinton's back. She's been in like the past three of his. Uh, Jason Schwartzman's been in like you know Everyone? nine out of ten of right. his movies. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright is back yeah. for the second or third time. Uh, Brian Cranston's first time. Tom Hanks' first time. The movie, the movie had fun parts. I still like the humor of Wes Anderson. Him and uh, Roman Coppola, who was Francis Ford Coppola's son. You know, funny enough, Jason Schwartzman is also a Coppola. He's like a Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nicolas Cage is also a, a nephew. They're cousins. Jason Schwartzman and Nicolas Cage are cousins. Um, so I like... The writing at times I very much enjoy. It's got it's very dry humor, very awkward humor. It's got that bright pop color palette, which is fun. It's got times of strange animation in this movie. It's like uh, almost like a claymation. Um, it's interesting. The set pieces are interesting, but overall the story is it tries to be too heady. It tries to be too deep. And it ends up, in my opinion, being too convoluted. Um, I liked parts of it, but I think he's getting too far away from the core movies that he was good at before. He's he's going in this path that's getting to be too strange, too far out there. So I'll leave it at that. Um, any of the other guys watch this movie this week? You have any thoughts on it? Uh, I, I I did, and a couple things I want to say, like. Like you said, I feel at this point, Wes Anderson almost feels like a parody of himself. You know, like all these like quirky for the sake of being quirky characters almost feel like they're just retreads of ones from previous movies. And um, yeah, in this one, like you said, the whole uh 
fourth wall break within a fourth wall break within a fourth wall like it it just got silly and ridiculous um there were some funny lines and some funny moments that made me laugh but all in all like yeah i thought this kind of sucked uh i'll say the whole idea of it like oh this is a play that we're watching as a film to me just felt like a like a bad excuse just to have like shitty set design and overacting and Mm -hmm. shit like that Mm -hmm. like because when they go to the color shit where it's at the asteroid city play with quote fingers um yeah, like the background all looked just cheap and cheesy and like uh, the special effects were cheap and terrible. And it mm. feels like they made it like, oh, this is a play just so they could save money on that shit. I don't know. Yeah. And it, it, it bugged me. And overall, uh, yeah, like I said, there, there was some interesting stuff in the script, but the presentation was so shitty. I... I did not like this movie even a little bit. Like, I, yeah, I, I almost got angry at points watching this movie. I didn't like it. I, I, I hope I'm not raining on anyone's parade, but yeah, I thought this movie kind of fucking sucked. Suck. Yeah. You suck. Or TW, you got your thoughts together? Uh, AJ, let me just say real quick, because this this is going to be very, very quick. Um, Here's the pro. Oh, well, Marky, I will say I did. I actually, I love that color pattern. Yeah, uh, the palette you mentioned. Uh, it's starting to be a kind of a thing with Wes Anderson. Um, I actually thought the set design, even though DP, I do agree with you that it was cheap and stupid. Like I thought it looked cool. I don't know why. Like, I, kinda, I did too. Like it popped for me. I was like, oh, it's kind of it's quirky and different, and I, and I liked it. Um, that's about the gist, the the amount of uh, what the I like about this movie. Yeah, I, I um, if I'm being very honest with you guys. I tapped out about 30 minutes into this thing. I'm just being really honest. I couldn't do it. I could I can't do it. I can't do it. Can't do all it. Right, I got I, I'll write it. Uh-huh. All right. We'll uh, do it live. I can't do it. I tried. I fucking tried because I almost bailed about 10 minutes in and then 20 and then 30 hit. And I was like, that's good. Um, yeah, there was some no. funny stuff, but the, the problem was it was that every single person in the movie was fucking stupid and hateable. And there was right? no redeeming qualities about anybody. They were all fucking dumb. And I wanted to kick every single one of them right at the crotch. And I just, <laughs> I couldn't get through 30. I just like literally at 32 minutes, I was like, fuck this. I'm out. So I can't really say much more on the fact that I really didn't like it. I can't even give it a star rating because I only lasted 30 minutes. So that's it. I finished it. Well, you're wow, a fucking saint. I, I'm committed to this podcast. Because I was like, because I was like, I was like, <laughs> I, I at points was like sitting next to Ted Striker in airplane. Like I was like fucking ready, dumping gasoline like, on yourself. The, the sword, the fucking sword. Like that's how I felt. Uh, at, at Is points. there a scene where like the, the person next to him is just a skeleton? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at one point, you just see the lady's feet hanging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I hated it. Anyways. Oh, goodness. How about you, H.A.? Did you actually watch it this week? I uh, watched it a couple nights ago. So Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Jason Schwartzman, Ridiculous. Johansson, Tilda oh. Swinton, Jeffrey Wright, Maya Hawk from Strange Th- Stranger Things, uh, Liev Schreiber, Schreiber, sorry, I'm mm-hmm. saying his name, or Tom My Hanks, boy. 
Yeah. Steve Carell, I'm on and on and on. Tilda Swinton, Margot fucking Robbie, who, by the way, I'm the biggest apologist for if she's mm-hmm. in a bad movie. I mm-hmm. fucking love her no matter what. And maybe her one scene's the only redeeming. Willem Dafoe is in mm-hmm. it too. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. my God, Adrian Brody, Oscar winner, Adrian Brody, who's in a lot of Wes Anderson's stuff. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum plays the alien, by the way, guys. <laughs> Don't know if you know yeah. that. <laughs> Hong Chow is in it. Like all these people are in this and it's hot garbage. Like he paid <laughs> this is two weeks in a row, not come the vault GP that you and I are on the same page with this. I hated this so much. It was like flames, flames on the side of my face. <laughs> it was so bad. It was hot garbage. Like I I find the set design, production design, whatever. I don't care about that. The story was stupid. Mm-hmm. You the suck. Acting, the acting was. I almost feel like ridiculous. I almost feel like he gets all these A-listers to be in his movie to like say to be in like one scene. Like Willem Dafoe was in like one or two scenes at yeah, the no. most, and there were short scenes. You know, like Margot Robbie was in one scene. <laughs> one scene. That was all. She at was least in. her scene was. She even mentioned about her how her scene was cut. So it right. almost made mm-hmm. sense. Right. Fine. Liev Schreiber was in it. He wasn't used at all, hardly. Like he was here and there, like being a you know <laughs> douchebag to his kid or whatever. Like, Stop. I don't care. Like this movie was terrible. Yeah. I and by the way, I'm not a Wes Anderson fan by like just default. I don't follow his career. I I'm not really into stuff. I did like Grand Budapest Hotel, and I wonder I love if that that's movie. And I wonder if that's because it was a little more playful. It was a little more fun. It well, it was, was a straight story. Easy. It was. It moved fast. It was a straight story. Yes, there was an actual story. You know, Ray Fiennes, who I love. We all love him. And right? that uh, that young he Indian kid who's also in this movie. He's he's next yeah. to Jeffrey Wright, so he was in that. It the was... maybe the maybe only redeeming quality about this film was the kids. The kids did a decent job. Right. Mm. The Brainiacs. And, Right, and that was it. That was it. Jeffrey Wright, ugh. Brian Cranston, ugh. like I, like you said, I think yeah. Tom Hanks was filling the role of of um, Bill Murray, and Definitely. not and not very well. And it was just all for nothing to me. Like it was just all a nothing story. It sucked. I hated there, it. Uh, there was one second <laughs> where, if you were looking into the mirror. Uh, when Scarlett Johansson dropped her towel, that was good about this movie, and that's it. Huh. <laughs> can I say uh, one yeah. more? Can I say one more thing? Scarjo goes full frontal. Can I hear <laughs> say one more thing? I, I heard a spoiler-free review for this uh, at the, on this YouTube channel that I watch. Hmm. Um, these two uh, film critics. Um, oh, is it called the Movie Council Pod no, YouTube no, no. channel? Oh, no. You should watch that one. No, it's fucking I, awesome. Well, let's get some more <laughs> videos on there, and I will. But um, she said that she thought it was like a COVID metaphor, like like they're all like sort of trapped in this place, and even like Schwartzman and uh, Johansson are like talking between those windows. It was almost like a Zoom call or something. Like mm. I did not read into the into the into it that way. I just. 
I don't know. I it lost my interest so fast. Was, like TW, like I stuck with it for the whole runtime, but I could have bailed after thirty minutes. Like I couldn't I, that's do it. how. Yeah, yeah. I just that, I didn't. I, I that's just, how I uninterested it. in it I was. Yeah. Andrew, I just didn't have the patience. And Andrew, you uh, didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing, but what what did you see? What did you think about it? No, it's funny because I literally got thirty minutes in myself. <laughs> Granted, on and off throughout this afternoon, so I can't form a whole opinion, but I. 100% agree because I feel like he's been slipping like I did not like the French Dispatch right. but I'm also a big fan of old Wes Anderson I think he's one of those classic directors who's just starting to slip and one thing I'll say too it's like if you have a movie with like 10 A-list stars in it like don't watch it because they're you're just right. packing it right. in as friends yeah, like you're David totally O. Russell right. did that with Amsterdam like, like Mystic River yeah, yeah. <laughs> and oh, this is God. like Amsterdam was such a fucking letdown that movie yeah. should have been great. Yeah, that really movie, should yeah. have. Been. That movie sucked. Suck. Yeah. So yeah, and Wes Anderson, I, he's a Suck. he's like a character of himself. You know, it's like he's just yeah. doing. But yeah. he's part of the Hollywood machine, so people are going to always give him a chance, and he could just make whatever he wants and get his right. buddies in. Clearly, one scene. You know, one scene. You know, um, acting roles, and that's that. But I agree. I wasn't sure who watched the whole thing or who didn't, but. I w- I got thirty minutes in. I just lost interest. Also, I heard yeah. it was pretty bad by people who. Mm-hmm. I want to go see it. Trust their opinion, yeah. guys. I, I, one movie I noticed none of you had mentioned in Wes Anderson's catalog. Have you guys seen Moonrise Kingdom? I have. No. Oh yeah, that movie's fucking great. So yeah. he's got he's got some great ones. It's I in my that. opinion, it's just these past two French he Dispatch. Did, he did fantastic, Mr. Fox. Fantastic movie. Yeah, he did and Isle, uh, Isle, and of Isle of Dogs. Yeah, we Isle of Dogs. I loved one. Isle of Dogs. We reviewed that one on yeah. here. Good yeah, flick. Yeah. yeah. Um, Not a lot of misses from this guy. I mean, the, like uh, you mentioned Bottle Rocket. That was like that's one of his first one. Or his first one was, was his, his very first. Rushmore yeah. and and Bottle Rocket. What was his first? Bottle Rocket. Bottle Rocket. Bottle Rocket. Rocket's Rushmore, literally. Or Rushmore. Bottle Rocket's one of the funniest movies. Like I think I've ever fucking seen. And like, then there's uh the one with the train that has uh Schwartzman, Adrian Brody, and Owen Wilson. Um, Darjeeling Limited. I've, I very yeah. much oh, like yeah. that one too. I haven't seen that one. So, that was great. That's one of my favorite of all of his. I, I love those movies. original ones. So I was in that camp that whenever I heard about a new Wes Anderson movie, I was automatically signed up. And yeah. then French Dispatch, I was like, well, that was a miss. And then here's a second miss. And yeah. now for the next movie that comes out, I'm going to have to take my time and wait. And because I'm not going to I'm not going to waste on- my time. But honestly, Marky, like I mean, he's still a great director, like but they do slip. Like I don't. I mean, I know it was reviewed well, but I hated The Irishman. Like, oh, it sucked. Right. Like, I know it was reviewed well, but I was not a fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe Scorsese might be slipping. I don't know. Like, well, he's, got new, tra- he's got a new. He's got a new one coming. I was going to say, have you seen the trailer for uh, Killers no, of the Flower I Moon? I haven't seen that yet. Holy looks, shit, that looks, looks so good. Looks like, so maybe, looks, maybe, uh, but you have to admit, it looks like mm, maybe a little too heavy. Could be, know. it could be, but mm. it could also be a like it looked could be great. dynamite. You insulted but... him a little bit, you insulted <laughs> a little him, bit. A little bit. Insulted a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. All right, just All busting right. balls here. <laughs> Look, yes, I, will ne- I will never say anything bad about get a drink for those Irish hoodlums down there. <laughs> I'll it's never only say one Irishman here. I'll never yeah. say anything bad about Martin Scorsese because. You know he's a legend, and he's he 
he directed Goodfellas. I mean, come on, like yeah. I can't yeah. say anything bad about him, but you know, I guess like Andrew was saying, they they all slip eventually. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe it's like, maybe it's hubris or ego. Whenever they get so big, yeah, yeah, they feel but, like they can get away with anything. Right, right. Like honestly, even though the like I agree with that. Like even though the Irishman was well received, it was still like almost four hours long. Even, like, yeah, yeah, it even, seems even, like egregious. For even if it wasn't long, I thought, like I thought the story was just wooden and just like, yeah, yeah, yeah we've been there, you know, like it's just Al Pacino brought it, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Pesci, De Niro Pesci just did made too. a 70 year old, 40 yeah. year old. I mean, it was weird, yeah. In any event, I, I, I'm not like, I'm not a guy that's followed Wes Anderson throughout his career, but. Yeah, not a fan of this. Not a fan of this yeah. at all. Well, I don't think yeah. any of us are. Um, so that was pretty sucks. easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even think we need to do a star rating. No, I can't not... even give you one. I didn't. I, I, I just. I, I can give. I can give star rating. I, mean, I can, can give, give you give one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give it a two. One I'll give it. Star. I'll give it one. <laughs> I'll give it a two out of five. I mean, I, there were parts that I liked. Leave Shriver's character as short as it was. I liked his son, the character in that. He's like, "You dare me to?" And he's like, "Dare you to what?" And he's always oh, that like, was doing funny. This funny. <laughs> I did see that. That was funny. Yeah. All right. He he continues to do that throughout the movie. Does he like, really? Okay, yeah, that's dare me to jump off this roof. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 st- I'll stick with Marky. I'll, I'll go with a two. I'll go with a two. Like that's about the best I can give it. Yeah. I didn't like it, but. You know, I love Margot Robbie, and actually, her scene was decent. Yeah. And yeah, and, yeah, there was some funny stuff with the kids. The kids as, did a good job. As short as Willem Dafoe's scene was, I mean, that dude is still just a powerhouse, He's and you could yeah. feel it like Willem when he was there Dafoe! for the yeah, few minutes that man. he was on scene. Yeah, I would say also just I know someone mentioned they didn't like it, but like the production design and the color palette, it's like uh-huh. classic Wes Anderson style. No one's really doing yeah. that. So I'll say no. that deserves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that I like that. that. I, I, I thought that was. I, I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was like super cool. Looking. I think Dan I didn't. Why. You didn't like it, right, Dan? I didn't. It, it just felt like it was like a cheap cop out to not actually put any money into set design. You know, <laughs> like it, it felt like it, they're like, oh well, if we just pretend it's a play. Then we don't have to actually try. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I don't know. No, no, the, 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 me. no. I mean, the idea behind it's super, but I, I did like how the yeah. colors popped, and I just, I don't know. I thought, I thought that was kind of cool. An- another classic Wes Anderson thing that I enjoyed was uh, near the beginning of the film. Uh, TW, you probably saw this, is when uh, Jason Schwartzman and his family first pull up to that service station, and yeah, um, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon's there, mm. and he's telling them what could be wrong with this yeah, car. Yeah, that was funny. And he's like, it's this piece right things. here. And he yeah. just screws in this like imaginary piece in the car. Yeah. And he's like, let's see if it works. Like that's classic Wes Anderson where yeah. that's the, that's not a real piece on a car, but in a Wes Anderson <laughs> movie it is, you know, like I, I like little right. things like that. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't but do, it, but do it. But as a total package, it, it just it it didn't, didn't work. work. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It did not work too convoluted that was one of the first things i said i mean it's just it was too much uh french dispatch did the same things too many stories uh too many actors too many names there were parts in that movie that were good benicio del toro's role in that movie was great um Jeez, he was in that timothy Chalamet was in that like have you guys noticed one of our biggest criticisms about a lot of new movies that are out one of the ones that comes up every time we don't like a movie is that 
the idea that one movie is trying to be too many things at once. Yeah. We yeah, say yeah. that mm-hmm. every fucking episode that one, that one of us doesn't like a movie. It's like they're trying to cram too much shit. It doesn't even have an identity because it's trying to be too many things at once. Right. That, I think it falls victim to that as well. Um, it just tends to be this the movies that we lately. rated the highest in like 2022. The outfit was such a straight and simple, simple. Right. story, and it was fantastic. You look at the menu. Oh. Obviously, it's a fucked up story that goes in different ways, but it's just it's all concentrate. There, we know what it is. You know, yeah. like it, it it's right. very clear. It's self aware. Prey um, on Hulu. It's it's yeah. it's Predator with Native Americans. How? Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's the other one I got to watch. And by the way, go. Evolved, yeah, that's so. great. Yeah, terrific, can I say so. I um. I, I just watched the outfit again the other night. With well, uh, AW. Oh, right? what's it yeah, on right Aiden, now? Uh, the it's Cock, still right? on, it's on Peacock, yeah. Oh, it's on okay. Peacock. Okay. Yeah, Aiden. It's on Amazon too. Yeah, it said like, oh, I've never seen the outfit. Can we watch it? And I was like, hell yeah. And we threw it on and yeah, watch it again. It is brilliant. Did AW God. Oh, he absolutely oh, loved okay, it. Good. Yeah. So, but yeah, Mark Rylance is so good in that. That uh, that Under- wicked underrated actor twist at the end when you find well, out like uh, the, wanna, oh, hang on. the so, outfit wait, wait, was wait, wait, never wait. sending anything yeah i want to ask first andrew have you seen oh. that movie i have not no Don't oh, shit. Shit. all right no. uh, i'll stop talking oh my god thank you marky <laughs> that was the movie i cannot ruin you it for shut you shut up go you check it out up. stars bark rylance you uh, shut your fucking uh, mouth Brian. zoe Whatever, yeah, Dylan O'Brien, yeah, yeah, the chick from uh, Not Okay, yeah. So Andrew, we um at the beginning of this it's year, brilliant. we rated brilliant all the movies that we that came out and that we watched in 2022, and we gave it like our own point system, and at the end of it, uh, the outfit ended up being the highest rated movie on uh, really? for us, yeah, yeah be- because for the, of the movie way... council of 2020, and that was only all... because and that was only because we hadn't seen the menu because that might yeah. have pushed. Yeah, I've seen the menu. I've seen the, the menu. Oh, the menu, right? Yeah. Amazing, yeah. yeah. But yeah, check out the outfit. Yeah, it, it's on Peacock. It is brilliant, truly brilliant. The whole thing takes place in one location, and right. yeah, it's just like the story of. Uh, the goings on of one night. It almost it's feels like quite. A... Is it actually real time? It, I it, think it, it might is. I think, I think it is in there, but yeah. it's close yeah. to real time. Right, one it night. Feels like a uh, stage production in a way. Like, it very much does. Done, yeah. Could oh be yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We found out that it's original. It's original screen for this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's never been on. I'd love stage, to see that done. Like I'd love to see that done on a stage. Like that would be terrific. So. Brilliant film. Check anyway, it out. Yeah. And yeah, thank you, Marky. I almost spoiled the hell out of it for Andrew. <laughs> I, ju- and, I just uh, looked it up God and I'm I like, didn't. oh yeah, I recognize the key art. Like I know the film, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen mm-hmm. it. That one. Check it out. Check it out for sure. Yeah, check it out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I guess if we're going to have anything uh, from this conversation, it's don't go, don't go watch Asteroid City. Because yeah, 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 you can much. save your time. Well, it's stupid. Watch the outfit. Don't go out of yeah, your watch way. Watch the outfit. See, don't go out of your way to see Asteroid City. Yeah, they're both on Pacock. If, you, if you're on Pacock and you want to watch a movie, watch the outfit. By, by yeah. the way, as a quick side side note here, so you guys all like the menu. Yeah, oh, very yes, cool. yes. loved it. So we didn't see it until 2023. So we none of us nominated it for our top, but it, it might the outfit was my number one. The menu, I'm not sure. I'd have to really think about have, it. It would be one in one. It, yeah, I would have put it in my top five. And uh, sure. Andrew, let me let me well, also say. 
that I'm also someone who worked in the restaurant industry for over a decade. So it really hit home for me. Really hit home. What do you think about the menu, Andrew? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was a cool, like unique idea. I thought it was a bit, there's something that wasn't clicking for me. That's why I was surprised you guys all liked it so much. <laughs> I awesome. loved it. And, you know, I worked in restaurant uh, for a handful of years too. Um, and I know that the, uh, the premise of it is very loosely based on this like famous, like Norwegian chef or something like that, mm-hmm. where yeah. like you go there and it's an experience where you pay an astronomical amount of money and you you don't pick what you eat he picks what you eat and it's stuff like foamed earth and shit like that it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but people pay yeah retarded amounts of money to go to this guy so yeah. i know it was like kind of loose so it's, yeah, it's a mockery be a millionaire to go there basically. right it's a mockery mm-hmm. at the same time like to, to take it that far because anybody that's spent some real time working in a restaurant mm. knows how too rewarding many. it would be to kill all the patrons. Oh, <laughs> and no freaking Ray, fucking Ray Fines is amazing. You have no yeah. idea. Yeah, and Anna great. Taylor Joy is the shit. I mean, she's yeah. just. Oh, and, and we uh, all, and we all love Nicholas Holt. So yeah, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt won an award for being uh, one of the biggest douches out of twenty twenty two. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. The Barbarian year. with uh, Jason Long. He he ended up winning. Justin just Long. Yeah, that's just, yeah. Just, yeah, Justin Long. I mean, only if you haven't seen Warm Bodies, then you just think he's a total douche. Yeah. Well, that's another question for you, Andrew. Had you seen barbarian because that was in our top 10 no i haven't barbarian oh my goodness andrew i haven't yeah well here's the thing now that hollywood yeah. can't fucking work at all maybe you can just <laughs> right watch yeah now you can finally get caught up that krieger became the like he's like the guy signing there's a company called vertigo that like signed him to like a ton of different movies to make similar kind of not like i haven't seen him but like you know, he does those like Blumhouse type yeah. or is, is yeah. he the director? Yeah. It yeah. was okay. so good. It's really, really good. Very, very fun. Yeah. Very cool. Good flex. And so. he's like producing films called like Weapons and like he's going to have probably a slew of similar type projects coming oh, out under the same company. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't seen it. I know it got, obviously it was one of those like low budget projects that just like caught fire. Blew up. Yeah. Well, it, it yeah. fucking works. Who, who picked it up? Hulu or was it Peacock or? HBO uh, picked it up. I don't remember. Maybe Hulu. Hulu yeah, it's all it over Rotten Tomatoes right now. Like every time I put put a rotten, look at Rotten Tomatoes, an ad for Barbarian pops up for some fucking reason. I don't hmm. know why. Um, but it does. Uh, it's really good. Check it out. Yes. See, look at that Barbarian right away, right on the front fucking page. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, 20th century. That's right. Hulu has yeah. it and HBO Max. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Max has and our, our favorite, our favorite character, our favorite character played by Justin Long. Yeah, he's a twat. Uh, he's an insufferable <laughs> twat. In that, but he's just good right. at his job. All right. Well, we need to move on, right? Like we we fooled around no, long enough. <laughs> Let's actually talk about a good movie. Hey Dan, that's a really good idea. Oh, thank you. Wow. I, I mean. It's you wanna... not like we talked about this beforehand at all. Oh, so. you want to talk about a good movie, do you, guys? I do. I wish I had something out like, like I was reading right. from it. That would, like, <laughs> awesome. Um, but obviously, we talked about this in the uh, in the intro. And uh, for anybody, obviously, when you click on the, like I said, click on the title of this episode, you know that you know our boy is here tonight, Andrew Harvey. He's been hanging out, talking movies. And obviously, he's got a new one out that he was uh, got a producer credit on, which is very exciting. Uh, first, is that your 
Is, is that your first producer credit or do you have other technical? No, no, I have some other ones before yeah, that. Some, yeah. oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I forgot where we're talking about. Hollywood. <laughs> Mr. Hollywood yeah. No, 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 no. no. Forgot, yeah, well, easy. I'm sorry. I'm small time. I apologize. Um, <laughs> can, can I ask this though? Is this the first space pilot media credit? Yes. Yes. All right, good. There we yeah. go. Yeah. So uh, obviously, our boy for a long time worked for Annapurna, right? Number yep. of years, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, uh, worked on a ton of different movies. Uh, definitely uh, some pretty um, high budget, um, yeah. well received movies. And you took on a much smaller project um, this time around. I mean, budget wise, and obviously it's not like a big shoot 'em up or anything like that. It's 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 a it's definitely a more psychological type of movie. So our boy here, uh, it, it's a new movie that I, I think I streamed it on uh, Amazon. Amazon Prime. Yeah, you can get it on Amazon, Vudu. It was it was Apple, wherever wherever you can buy or rent uh, video on demand. It was discounted yeah. on Amazon, by the way. Ooh. Oh, instead of six ninety nine, oh, it was yeah, it was five forty nine instead of six ninety nine. Oh, just wow. I, I paid six ninety nine. Little Prime deal I got, baby. I don't know. Yeah, I paid six ninety nine. I paid six cents. Oh wow! All right. Off, that, you pay really... five forty-five. You got to pay a dollar fifty extra to me. Yeah, like right. It's a royalty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I went ahead because Andrew is my close personal friend. Mm. I went ahead and I just bought Corner Office for four oh, oh, yeah. just yeah. to support Good my on. boy. Yeah, it was my boy. I, I, I just bought the film. So, Fuck it. So so like we <laughs> said, it receipt? is. The movie oh, is. Oh, I got uh, it. Yeah, I'll be. The movie is. I'll yeah, be sending it shit. into the headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the movie, like we said, is Corner Office, starring John Hamm, Danny Pudi. Uh, some really. We'll get Precious into for hire doll. Yeah, uh, we, we get Sarah Gadon. Yeah, we'll get into some of those. But uh, Andrew, why don't you uh, give? I don't know. Quick synopsis of the movie. Any I things you want to get out there, and then we can you know have a little back yeah, and forth, we'll and we obviously we'll get we deep into it because yeah. we're early on in the show, baby. Let's talk. Yeah, it's uh well. First of all, it's kind of funny because we started talking about this like a year and a half ago when I was on like two episodes ago. Yeah. It was it was something that we like flagged as like when we maybe even no, I don't know if it was the Annapurna episode. It was maybe the one after, and it was like, yeah. "What are you guys working on?" It's like, "Oh, there's this movie in Vancouver." That kind of illustrates like how long sometimes an independent film could go from start to like finish which is why yeah because that that, remember how you were talking like how because we're talking about all the crazy covid shit at the time yeah. when you first were mm-hmm. yeah yeah ex- yeah exactly it was early 2021 and canada yeah. was shut down you can yeah. only get in on a work permit but um yeah it's based on a book by a swedish novel called uh, the room which obviously couldn't be titled the room Oh, hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. I did not. (laughs) I did not hit her. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, once once we started mentioning that, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we get we we understand that now. And it's uh, a novelist, Jonas Carlson. It's a cool book. Very, I compare it to like very Charlie Kaufman esque. um, And it stars John Hamm. And he's an office bureaucrat who, in his mundane everyday life, discovers what is a room and a room you're not sure what that is it looks like it's a very opulent office he goes to that room every single day it's where he gets his work done he's kind of this closet genius eventually the office finds that out but everyone thinks he's crazy and so at the end of the story you as you're watching and the narrative unfolds you start to question is this room real or not because everyone else is saying it's not but our main character, who happens to be John Hamm, thinks 
it is. And so we could get more into more into it than that, but that's basically like a quick one minute mm-hmm. surface level synopsis. And, you know, it, it serves as a metaphor of where, where we all go in our heads in times of like, like, again, like we, we exist in our heads all in different ways and this is how we show it. But what does that mean to the viewer? What does the plot mean? I mean, it's, it's one of those big creative swings that's left up to interpretation for a lot of people who end up viewing it. I will say I sent it to or maybe I sent it to the chain. Yeah, I did. It's uh, the trailer does a very good job of painting, painting it as like kind of a clear cut narrative and thriller almost in a way. And it's Mm -hmm. a bit more of a dark comedy drama, as I'm sure you guys know when you watched it. And it's, it really is intended to kind of leave up, leave it up to interpretation. And I think a lot of people don't like those cliffhangers and a lot of people think it's like, Oh, everything has to be wrapped up in a bow. And in a way it kind of is, but in a way it's kind of not. And it's another one of those, one of the films I produced at Annapurna was the same way. I don't know why I'm like attracted to these stories where it kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger and you're sort of like, what do I mm-hmm. do? And people are going to love it or people are going to hate it. <laughs> it's yeah. almost like a split 50%. Which, Critics which film did not like it, but which film are you referring to in that, the latter, the Annapurna one? Well, the old one uh, was Wounds, which was like oh, a horror right, right, thriller right. with Army that ended up being a, a like, it didn't wrap it up in a bow and right. you're kind of left in like a David Cronenberg style. This is a much more like it kind of leaves you hanging in a Charlie Kaufman type style. You know, I mean, that's the best comparison. It, it sounds disrespectful to like the director and I don't mean it that way, but it's kind of like a Charlie Kaufman light you know, in a version mm-hmm. of how you pull this off and how you perceive it. But, and that's the thing, it's, he doesn't get out of the office building a lot. It can be a bit of a, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're waiting a, more for more to happen, but the anticipation by the end, you're not exactly sure what it means. So it drops off there. Mm-hmm. So it's left up to, again, people who love it and people who hate it. So it's hard to like wrap it up in a direct plot point you know, that's just going to say, hey, this is what it is when it's not really that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've had a number of people who have watched it who, because I was sending it all around, you know, some people like loved it, thought it was great. And some people are like, I don't know. I uh, I felt like I needed more, <laughs> which is why it's great to hear what you guys think about it at this point. Um, and then we can get into the other details behind the whole show and how it came together and all that stuff. But from like a film narrative perspective, what's the thoughts on it and marky i already know because mark i showed marky saw a version of it before so i got his thoughts. i got an early oh. viewing really right. yeah i will also say just leading into this i actually like so it went through a number of cuts and one thing i like some of the earlier cuts better like what marky saw was better than um i feel like hmm. the distributed release which it didn't change much but like distribution will come in and they'll like make changes to cuts and most of the time they're not as good a film I'm right. developing now with a director, he would only want me to watch his director's cut because what's out on it, we could talk about this later too, but what's on Amazon is like something he's like, I thought it was really good, but he's just like, no, watch my director's cut. I'm like, oh yeah, this is better, mm-hmm. which is always interesting. So is that anyway, because, I'll open the floor. Yeah. Before, we, before we move on, I just, uh, uh, is that because the uh, distribution companies that buy it, they are trying to, catch a wider audience so they they dumb it down in a sense or mellow it out so that it is more appealing to a wider audience 
I yeah, for the most part, that's kind of their attempt. But it's funny because it's the classic, like it suits, you know, who are telling you what to do. It's right. art versus commerce. And when they're trying to do that, they might add like different music or score here and there. And they might add little beats. It doesn't change it a ton, but like you notice a difference and you're right. kind of, you know, and it's not just, it's all negotiated. It depends. Like a director might have final cut, you know, so like Wes Anderson probably has final cut. So he right. can do whatever he wants and like focus features who produce that movie might not be able to do much about it. That's an early like contractual battle. But in this case, the production company had final cut, but it had changed from what their cut was to like what the dis- distributed cut was. Not by much, but like little things here and there I noticed. Interesting. It didn't feel quite as good as I thought it should. Um, well, and again, we get, not, we can get not that too. Yeah, because I got questions in regards to that too. Um, but so yeah. this, I've, I've seen this movie for the second time now. Um, and I think you know how I feel about it already. Um, when you guys want to jump in and let us know Thoughts, feelings, emotions. DP seemed like he was ready to jump out of his skin on this one. So do I, go, ahead, go ahead, DP. Yeah, all right. I, I, <laughs> gladly. I, I don't want to cut anyone off, but I I want to talk about this because I, I mean, uh, part of it might be because I know Andrew and, it, you know, we, we joke around about him being my close personal friend and all that. <laughs> But I do consider Andrew a friend. So, and I got to be honest, I'm curious, Andrew, if you kind of had this same reaction. So as the movie's starting and they're going through all the little, uh, you know, like title cards for the different production companies that were involved, it was this one and that one and anonymous content. And as soon as I saw, like, in association with, space pilot media i literally i like fuck yeah that's my boy (laughs) the first time you saw that shit on the screen did you feel that same way did you have that same like oh yeah that's me god damn it totally yeah yeah. it is definitely a weird reward to see like because it's such a long process and it's a nightmare Mm -hmm. And then when you see the name on it, you're kind of like, well, and then it just like lives on that forever. So you're like, that's right. always going to be there, which yeah. is really cool. So I took, I a hundred percent, cause I rented it myself, it, mm-hmm. you know, just for fun, like a few days ago in like Washington. I was like, ah, it's like cool to like rent it and be like, oh, that's on there or like yeah, buy it. Yeah. You know? like, and so I definitely so. do for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I have a quick question on that subject before yeah. we move on. So there were a handful of other production companies um, that were shown in, before the movie started, but I noticed that Space Pilot Media was the only one that uh, was just shown as text. Do you guys not have an animated graphic, like a fancy graphic like all the other ones did, Anonymous and whatever? So I can't remember the other ones, but... We did, yes. We had one, but it was basically, I think there's a lot of like politics and like was it too many stuff that there was like behind... four or five other production companies first and no, by the time so i don't i don't actually fully know like there was but i think because sometimes they like decide to just like do what they want in terms of like type if if the key art makes more sense by like having text go up there and it looks better because uh-huh. corn is very like mundane and very like computer generated like mm-hmm. hey they're just like text stuff so sure i think it's more of a yeah. creative decision but there were some, you know, behind the scenes issues at times with like 
the different companies and people involved in terms I of would like think what, so. yeah. who got what and like how it happened. But we do have like Space Pilot did have a logo, like for okay. sure. That's something that could mm-hmm. like a animatic, as they call them, or like a really? piece that could like jump in front. Um, so that one, I think though, that one's probably more just like creative in terms right. of like, if you see, you know, when he gets introduced to the room, it's like corner office, you know, like yeah. types out. The, the way he uh, typed it on the screen. I, yeah, I thought that Yeah, was and, and that that could have been like a distributor decision too. And mm-hmm. I've, I've actually got follow-up questions to that, but I'll kick it back over to DP because I don't want to get too off topic too early. <laughs> so Yeah. So, uh, yeah, after I got excited seeing that, the movie kicked off and it, I, I gotta say, I fucking loved it. I I thought John Han like boy did he fucking carry a lot of this movie with the whole the the narration and the way he talked and especially for the first you know half maybe three quarters of the movie when you're not really sure like does this room actually exist or is he fucking crazy um <laughs> And I, I was so rooting for him. Like, I so badly wanted that room to be real because he was just so, uh, you know, just engaging. And, and, like, you wanted to root for him, even though he wasn't the nicest person. And uh, I think that uh, the receptionist, uh, Alyssa, was that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the the way she put that of, like, you know, you're you're not the nicest person but you're the most honest and i appreciate that and like i i I guess maybe it's kind of me personally (laughs) i i feel like i'm kind of an asshole to people quite a bit because i'm i'm it's just a sherry family trait i think yeah i'm (laughs) not good at like bullshitting i'm perfectly pleasant yeah (laughs) (laughs) So, so i fully appreciated that aspect of him and um and, and all of it i thought it was excellent i i will say i i wasn't huge on the ending i, I understand the ending i i get why it went the way it went i just personally would have preferred something a little different if you don't mind if you uh, indulge me no here. no no yeah. I feel like so at the end when he breaks free and runs back and it, it is kind of revealed that he is just crazy and he's staring at the wall and everyone's surrounding him and they're like, you know, like, hey, is, is he, he though? Okay? Is he crazy though? Uh, again, he... see, it wasn't a hundred percent identified. I felt like it was kind of and I feel like at that point it would have been kind of cool to see um kind of like a, a a montage of all the past experiences he had in that corner in that office in the room like what the first time he brought Danny Pudi's character in there is you kind of did a flashback of him just staring at yeah. the wall and Danny Pudi sitting there looking at him like what the fuck are you doing and all the other time you know when Alyssa was with him in there and you just cut to him staring at the wall and her saying like what the fuck is wrong with you i, I felt like it could have kind of solidified what was actually happening but i understand yeah. leaving it a bit ambiguous so like you said was he crazy was he not 
I feel yeah. like they said he was, but they didn't hammer it home enough. And well, I, I feel like I kind of would have liked that, but I do appreciate the way it, it, it went. So, uh, well, I think on, on that note too, part of the, like, it was kind of supposed to be a bit of a reveal that lands harder in a way mm-hmm. than it did in terms of him, like staring at the wall. So it's like, it's not, you don't want to telegraph it or give it away early right? because you're trying to decide the whole time up to that. I think yeah. um, on that, but on that same note, because I've heard that a couple of times, it's like, is there something that could have made it land a little better Right. in terms of like that reveal at the end mm-hmm. because you're just like dying to know like is this like real or is he crazy yeah you know and there's also a part of me that really wanted that room to be real right like yeah. i really wanted it to be real and everyone else sucked and he was right but uh you know i i, I again like i said i understand why they went uh, or i guess you uh <laughs> went the way you went but I think I might have liked it a little more if it went that way, but overall, I did yeah. really yeah. enjoy it, and I'm glad I bought it because I'm definitely going to watch it again. It, it's nice. a great, it, it's a definite movie you can watch more than once. So, yeah, yeah. I, I highly recommend it. And for our listeners, like I said, Amazon, Voodoo, wherever you find it, go fucking rent Corner Office, or <laughs> better yet, buy it as I did. Because you will not be disappointed. It uh, is super fun and super worth watching. So go go find it and buy it. But to corroborate before, and I'll let uh, TW or AJ step in before me, but just real quick to corroborate what DP said. So I did watch it for the second time recently, and I enjoyed it more on my second viewing um, mm-hmm. after already kind of knowing what's going on from the first viewing. And but I, now I've got even more questions for Andrew. I got to see it the first time with him, and I've I've got a bunch of questions to follow up. So, I'll I'll mm. uh, before I get into that, since I've had a couple times to watch it, um, TW, do, do you want to get into your thoughts on it first? Yeah, yeah, sure, definitely. Um, all right, let me start by saying before I say what I have to say, um, Andrew, you know I love you. You, you, you <laughs> let, let me just. Let's start with that. You know I love you. Oh yeah, I love it. Let's go. But I, I, oh, I let's go. <laughs> I, I, and dude, you, uh, I, I mean, who the fuck am I, like, to critique your movie? I mean, like what you did, and I'm very proud of you. Uh, not like you need my fucking praise, but right. okay, Dad. Right, I'm trying, AJ. Before I rip the fucking bandaid off here. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I love it. Listen, let me start. Let me let me tell you what I liked about it. Um, unlike DP, I actually really liked the end. Um, mm, I actually thought that was the best part of the movie was was the end because mm-hmm. when you finally saw it, you're like, "Fuck, okay, now it makes sense." Um, I thought uh, DP. I agree with you. I thought John Hamm worked his ass off in this. Yeah, he carried um, the shit out of it. And I actually thought, in theory, it was a fascinating premise. Um, really unfortunately i think that premise was just really flawed in execution because i found the movie to be really one note like it just like it it was just like it was there it was there and like even the scenes where like john ham was like a superstar it didn't really like he wasn't all that different from when he was just that monotone dude sitting at his desk yeah now listen i i i see i 
interpreted this movie. And actually, one of the other things I liked about the movie is that it is open to interpretation right? and however you see it. I thought this was more about a movie about a guy having a complete and utter psychotic break, um, which mm-hmm. I which I thought and which is, I think, why I like the ending the way I did, because I was like, oh, yeah. that, there it is. Um, I thought Danny Pudi was underutilized. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, I think he should have had more. Like I more. agree with that. For anybody who ever watches Community, Danny Pudi is wildly talented. I wish it was more. He was very one note. Great delivery. Um, yeah. Chris, what's his name? Hyredal? Hyredal? Christopher Hyredal. By far my That's favorite my character boy. in the movie. <laughs> That's my boy. He was the only guy that was actually taking shit on, like head on about the whole thing. He was the only one that would say what we were thinking. Um, I thought that was he made him a really cool character. He helped, it helped move the the plot along, but again, um, again, that's the the one thing that kept running through my head was this movie is very one note. It's just the same note all across the board. Um, and like the the look there, <laughs> there's absurd moments in the movie that I think again I wish they kind of y'all had leaned forward like into a little more, maybe mm-hmm. made it even a little more wacky. Um, but I just didn't, oh God, there was, okay, let me say, remember when he does have that meeting with Danny Pudi? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, that, mm-hmm. yeah. That exchange is fucking incredible. The first meeting right? about the yeah. uh, papers? And I remember yeah. sitting there being like, okay, all right, I'm getting into this. And then, and then it just fucking plateaued from there for yeah. me. Like it just, it just, it just never got there. Um, again, I like, uh, I like the girl, mm. Sarah, Sarah Gidon, Gidon. Mm-hmm. She was Which on that one, show. Yeah, or... yeah. She was on yeah. a show called a miniseries called Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three with James Franco. Uh, mm-hmm. Really good. She was yeah. also an enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. that, that she's blowing up. She's probably going to be a pretty big, pretty yeah, big name. Uh, yeah. Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three is based on a Stephen King novel where yeah, Franco goes. I back read that book to try good and book. stop the Kennedy assassination. It's a, it's a fascinating. Oh, show. is that good? I it's good. I, I forgot about good. that. Book very good, different. Yeah. Really interesting. Um, uh, but uh, listen, man, I, 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 um, of course I wanted to love it, uh, but it, it just, again, it just plateaued for me hard. And there, it just, again, I think there was such a great premise there. Fascinating. And I thought it could have gone a lot of different ways and it just, it didn't, but I'll yeah. say again, the ending I thought was great. Um, yeah. And then plus, well, it, it also- but, but, but what you're saying, that's the, that's the contrast from like everybody. Like that's yeah. exactly the thing. It's like, there's, you like the ending, or you hate the ending or it's mm-hmm. like that's it's like a 50 percent kind of movie you know yeah. so it's not mm-hmm. yeah i don't mind it at all because that's literally like the notes from most people yeah. one thing i thought would have helped a lot and we came on later into the project so we didn't get a lot of like script development opportunities yeah. but one thing i wish is they were able to get him out and this could be budgetary constraints too is getting him just like out of the office and you see a little more of his everyday life yeah outside yeah, of that, you know? yeah. and like you add that up because it does drag on a bit in terms of like you're trying to fit 90 minutes into like one area. Right. You know? And yeah. if you don't, and if it's like a linear perspective or story in that way, then it, it's, it's tough to do. You yeah. Know? So you find, you find that. And that's why I kind of like prefaced it with people. Like it's not the like thrillerish kind of yeah. vibe that they make you think in. The trailer thriller. makes it seem a little bit more dramatic maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just, yeah, exactly. Let me, I'll, I'll say one last thing and I'll let anybody else go. And this, and this isn't really fair to the movie, but um, one thing that really kind of got me off of it a little bit was, any of you guys watch the show Severance the on yeah. Apple TV? Oh yeah. Fucking Which phenomenal. One? Office. 
the Which office the Adam Scott it, yeah sure. Adam Scott oh right I love that one the 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 office the color the yeah, style yeah. reminded me so much of Severance. Yeah, everyone. Severance is like the best yeah. show I've seen in like ten years. Yeah. So it was like it was hard for me to differentiate between the two. I know what you mean. And it kind of made it like I kind of like because of that. I almost was like, yeah, it does. It pales in comparison. So it, it yeah. made it tough for me. But Severance um, was a, a fucking knockout. That was incredible. Yeah, in, uh, insane. And so that was that. I, I had trouble. I had trouble because of that, which isn't well, fair to the movie. But uh, which is yeah. funny because that was like a total coincidence between the two. Yeah. It wasn't like that. And so it happened yeah. to come out like, and we're just like, oh, come on. the it's offices look exactly the same, it. don't they? Yeah. Don't they look yeah. exactly it's, the fucking it's same? Like, it's like yeah. a fe- people thought of it as like a feature ripoff of Severance. And it's like, we shot it at the same time. It's but so, yeah, that that's tough, been but... a big thing people talk about. They're like, oh, it's a severance knockoff, you know, and it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah, but hats we off did to this you, man. Two it's years just, ago. I just, I, it just, hats off to you, but I just, man, I, I, I think there was potential there that was missed, is all. Yes. Yeah. That's how I feel. So. No, no, that's fair. I mean, that's, again, that's literally like, yeah, precisely what you get. Two ends of the spectrum in yeah. terms of like mm. what people think. It's like there's that and that, which is kind of what we expected, you know, sort of like what we knew and what you have to like kind of go in with what you have to work with. And it's like make the sacrifices on what you want and yeah. then yeah. go from there. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't producing exactly like a, a feel good movie here. It wasn't like a tearjerker <laughs> right. or anything where everyone's supposed to be happy at the end. No, I get that. Uh, yeah. But I do, I was, I did get borderline goosebumps in that last moment when he's staring at the fucking wall and it's quick it's pretty oh, it's it's a brief that scene right? was, I and, and she, and your point kinda, Andrew, i actually i thought it did hit hard i thought yeah, it hit yeah. really hard but but that's kind of my point that hit so hard i kind of wanted them to keep going with yeah. it you wanted to feel you know, that like, trip some more yeah i wanted to show more of him staring at that wall and being like, oh, wow, he fucked really up. is. I mean, it is fucked up because he yeah. was obviously a very miserable human being. And, right. was, and, and, and like, I get the whole office tropes, you know, the everyday life. It's miserable. It is. We talked about it earlier. It's miserable. Mm-hmm. But and I can see why people go crazy. But um, yeah, man, I. I, I, I yeah. No, I love that. you, but I love you. I do. <laughs> well, that reaction is I'm literally a fan. That is it. That is a uh, that is a like we we love you. Yeah, it's not you. It's more me than anything. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. Um, but yeah, AJ hasn't had a chance. I know AJ was uh, maybe alluded to the fact that maybe he got was a little maybe you're a little cloudy in in your uh, interpretation of it. Mm. Um. So (laughs) I have some thoughts, but first I wanted to ask a question. Um, if you know, Andrew, um, from a creative perspective, um, this is based on a book, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was like the, the whole concept of like um, John Hamm doing narration, was that like a book? Was that part of the book or was that the director's choice of like a narrative device to use uh it was more of a director's choice for like a narrative right so i didn't like that i thought it made the film a little i don't know what the right word is banal like it just sort of like i don't know it made it sort of like well hokey dreary and dull yeah in a way in a way like to that degree right 
I and feel then, the complete opposite. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. But yeah. right. So I guess I want to know that. Like, was that the director that chose that? Because there's obviously like when when you do a film that's like done on a on a lesser budget, it's an indie film, right? Like you have to make these narrative choices or narrative device choices um, on how to tell the story. And, 100%. Yeah, yeah, and I was mm-hmm. curious how like that was arrived at because you know obviously John Hamm's putting it work. He's doing the narration. He's doing the you know. Yeah. But it was about I looked at the clock. It was about twelve and a half minutes till he uttered a word in the film. Yeah, yeah. Like out loud yeah. to another character. It was just mm-hmm. his narration. Which is all well and good, but I wasn't really digging the narration. Like I didn't think his narration mm. was was very good. It was like a little, um, sort of like um, bland. It was just kind of like there was no inflection to it. It was just maybe he's you know his his skills aren't that. And I think John Hamm is super talented. Like that dude should be a superstar like I, I he's a he's a weird thing to me like when i think about john ham like i think he should be he should be a bigger star than he is like i don't i don't know like i don't know i'm getting off track but um, no i no, i think you're onto something there I, I i mean how often is it that he's like the leading man in a, other than like mad yeah man? i don't know i don't know it's his choices in like uh roles he takes and stuff I, i'm just it, they're curious i don't know like he could he could, he be could doing, have been a james bond right that's life. what i mean like he could he could have been in a yeah. franchise or he could have been like in the marvel cinematic universe or something the guy is that good hey fuck right. buddy oh, fucking son of a bitch i was just <laughs> about to say the exact same so, thing so i'm more on the side of 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 TW in my opinion of the film. Um, but I wanted to ask you also, um, like I did like the closing shot, but love that. Um, yeah. That. I, I, like Danny Pudi, like I didn't think he was like, a, who was saying he wasn't, he was underutilized. Like we a, all know how much you love Danny Pudi. <laughs> I do. I love. I so love good. Danny Pudi. He's so. I'm good. a big fan. I love Community. I think he's a funny guy. I think there were these like awkward silences between the two of them that just, yeah, I don't know, was yeah. was intentional but didn't work all that well for me. Oh. And I don't know. I thought Danny Pudi just, if there was like less narration and more of them interacting, that might have that might have been maybe a better directorial choice i don't know like i don't know yeah maybe that's maybe that's what i'm thinking maybe that's what i'm thinking uh, can i just say on that for, for me uh i i will say like in general when it comes to film and tv and whatnot i always say you know show don't tell right but for some reason with with this the the narration and the whole kind of um what do they call it? the the unreliable narrator <laughs> aspect of it where like you know he's telling us but we also know he's fucking crazy so right what is he actually telling us you know we we can't take it as the truth so you know we gotta kind of watch to figure out what is actually happening 
that part of it I thought was fucking excellent. And that's why I love the narration of it was uh, yeah. the fact that like, you know, the whole thing with Alyssa where he assumed she's on drugs because she yeah. asked him. If she accused him. Yeah. Yeah. So- and, and he didn't want to talk to her anymore because he assumed she was a drug user when, you know, clearly that wasn't the case. So like I, that's what I really enjoyed about his narration and uh, the the way it played in the story. So, so Andrew, can I ask you? <laughs> playing off of that, when um, Orson starts to, you know, he steals the file and he starts <laughs> like put this workout that's like gets him like ahead in the company, but he's doing it after hours in the room, right. In the corner office, by the way, it wasn't in any corner, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, it wasn't in the there. middle. Best of the we could do. Best we could do. It was the corner of a hallway. Yeah. Right. The yeah. hallway no, the it wasn't, Marky. No, it's right in the middle of the hallway. <laughs> right. It was, right in the... it was before the bathroom was marked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what are we? What are we meant? To That's a good question. Understand? What are we meant to understand by that? Like, yeah, when was he doing the work? When he was, was he do, Was he zoning out in his weird, like staring at the wall thing, and got his inspiration, then went back to his desk, wrote all the thing down, and the, whatever? That's or what I think. is yeah. there really a room? Well, that's you guys are going to hate this answer, but that's exactly like, that's the yeah. point. It's the it's the, it's the exactly. metaphor yes. for all of us in our the heads. answer is where yes. Do you, where do you think? Where do you think that that work is getting done, or where it's going? Like, what is your like the the another big part. Don't I mean, put the, it back on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Chris Heyerdahl is so excited about the double digit case file. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. I love it. Giving the slippers. Well, and that's why it's like there's oh. no there's no like information given because like I was right. watching it with my girlfriend and she was like, "What does he do?" And I'm like, "That's a very good question." But what do you yeah. think? What do you yeah, think he man. does? Like yeah. everything is left intentionally like vague, vain, and like. Mm-hmm. What is it like? It the whole if you kind of like think so about it from is, that from the beginning, the, the whole movie is like shrouded in that. And so, what, it's is, like, what does the book say? <laughs> Gotta read, read it, read it read motherfucker. The book. Yeah, and also, it, and, and also, Andrew, girlfriend, what was all that one in a million talk? <laughs> <laughs> what movie? All right, sorry, that's a joke. That's, well, that's, that's Dumb and Dumber. Dude, Andrew and I grew up on Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what happened to all that one in a million talk? So you're saying? So oh, I, I, I guess. Yeah. Like, I'm, I think this is wonderful because I'm fascinated by like the whole process of how this um, the creative process. Yeah. Right. Not just that, but like the, um, you know, the um, adapted screenplay. Yeah aspect of this right like well this is based on a book and it's got to be adapted yeah and let me go back a little bit too like we came onto the project later so we didn't have a lot of like creative script development opportunities or anything like that like so anonymous content the director yoko mbak he won an academy award for a short film called the new tenants which was in 2009 which is great you could you look at he was a big commercial guy this is one of his first feature films uh-huh. He was rep. His manager was a manager at Anonymous Content, and they optioned the book to do together. And for years, they were trying to put it together as like a film for him to do because he like loved right. it, wanted to make it. So that's how it started. Ted Cupper, the writer, was a writer on uh, most most famously on uh, Mr. Robot. So uh, okay. he had a good eye for like adapting project yeah. like this. 
you know, can I interrupt real quick? Has anyone watched Mr. Robot? I have. No, you have? I have not. Dude, it is awesome and infuriating at the same time. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's one of those shows that's like really great and then pisses you off incredibly. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I, I can see the, the correlation. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. And Anonymous, like, put together the package, meaning, like, they got, you know, he, <laughs> the guy named Luke, who, the Luke Rivet, the producer you see, he was the manager at Anonymous, who, like, put this together. And then it took a little while to obviously get it up and going and made, but um, Yoakum, his style is very much, like, like this, you know, and it's okay. kind of, like, one of his opportunities to, like, <laughs> make it. So that's where, and then he is also... I feel bad. I should know this. He's Norwegian, I believe. He's Scandinavian. But he's Sounds Swedish. like it, right? Dan- yeah, that, Danish. That yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, you know, his style is very particular. And Jonas Carlson, the writer of the novel, Swedish, so they ended up, or Scandinavian, so they ended up collaborating on this to to make it happen. And so they set the package up, and then the script was adapted and done. And like at that point, I didn't know who, you know, we didn't have a lot of like input on script, but. To be able to shoot something like quick and tight, and Powell, mm-hmm. the by the way, the cinematographer Powell was the, the cinematographer on the pianist. He was nominated for an Academy Award too. The pianist, damn, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, for like a low budget film. It's, Love that it's movie. Super rad, but so that's how it all like it kind of like flushed together, and then went, and yeah. I kind of. I also just like lost my train of thought from the original question, but <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. I guess. <laughs> You're not alone. I'm, I'm I like, don't remember the. No, no, no. I'm, I think I'm being very prodding as it comes as it pertains to like, you know, the process of this film. I think we were originally talking about uh, the book, and then how that came to the screen, like from the the original, yeah, pages of yeah, the, of the book. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone, so someone's got to get Marky a hot tag here because he's yeah, he's, you know, yeah. Go. My seats, my seats hot. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to um, get into my take on the movie before mm. we got too deep into uh the uh, inner workings questions yeah. yeah yeah um so like, like i mentioned before this is my second viewing of it um andrew brought it over when they were still working on it um when it was one of the final cuts and um, andrew i was very happy to see that the radiohead song stayed at the end you guys got that that's awesome yeah um and mm. the the ending when Andrew brought that, I was like, "Oh, dope, dude! That's a perfect song." He's like, "I don't know if we're gonna be able to get it though," and to actually see it and hear it there at the end—that's awesome. That was perfect. Yeah, um, but they they also had like "Here Comes Santa Claus," which is definitely going to be public domain at this point, right? Sure. <laughs> but I mean, radio. Oh, yeah. Like how much? Uh, that the cost? rest of the yeah. music was all public domain. Well, they, oh, I hear what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they paid for one song. <laughs> yeah, because it, it started as the Beach Boys in my room. You know, oh, that one oh was really? Like, That's interesting. End, but it was like that was like, yeah, writing that down. Uh, Radiohead and Johnny Greenwood are like, you know, Johnny Greenwood scores all of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. Oh, he does. He's yeah, like, hey, him, and P- him and PTA are like BFFs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so they they are like super like film friendly. You know, it's yeah, like, he did Phantom Thread. I did not yeah. know that he did. There, I think he did. There will be blood. Interesting. Uh, I think so. Yeah. But um, that's that's very interesting. I didn't know that. I know uh, it's not much of a 
difference. I was going to say Mark Mothersbaugh from uh, Devo does like all of uh, Wes Anderson, but Mark Mothersbaugh also does everybody's everything. That guy just is a music making machine. Right. Um, He's cranking out a lot of shit. Yeah, he does. Dude, that guy works too much. Yeah. So. Anyways, let's get back to the corner office. Yeah. The first time I watched this movie, (laughs) I was in the camp of, you know, is he crazy? Is the room real? Um, and was flip flopping, flip flopping back and forth the entire movie until, and even actually after the ending, I was still it was still a little bit open ended for me. On my second viewing, being able to see everyone's reactions, knowing what the ending was going to be, I am more in the camp of uh, what TW was saying. This movie is more about mental illness. We're seeing a guy have a psychotic break. So the first time he brings Daniel Pudi, Rakesh, into the office, he's like, come with me. And he's like, I want to talk to you about something. And he talks to him about his papers. And he's like, will this work? Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, if we get this resolved, we don't have to have this conversation again. And then they go back to their desk. And as they're sitting down, Rakesh is, is wide-eyed, just staring at him and like doesn't break eye contact. And he's like, what the fuck? was that yeah and, you were and really John Hamm's just over there like tip tap tip tap tip tap good talk tip tap tip tap tip tap <laughs> and Rakesh is like what do you do and he's like what do I do when I what and he's like when you're standing there and the first time I watched that like it didn't make sense what do you do when you're standing there but then you know later on in the movie as you watch it and especially on the second viewing that's what he's doing right he's he's just standing there motionless whenever he goes into that room mm-hmm. um and seeing everyone else's reaction uh knowing what it is like him standing there, the people around him, his colleagues. Um, it's, it is more, I, I feel like it's, it is just a movie about mental illness. This guy is having a break. Um, and Andrew kind of helped me with this one detail in particular. The first time I watched it, the beginning of the movie we see him get out of his car and go to this new job Mm. and he's carrying a box of belongings into an office that looks like what you would take out of an office after you get fired right so he was starting a new job that's what i thought he is starting Mm -hmm. a new job but it's like he just came from another job that he got fired at yeah yeah Yeah. so he's like he's bouncing around like he's that fucking generally you don't bring your shit in in a box it's like comes yeah, in over gradually time. yeah, 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 yeah right. you, yeah. you're there for a couple of weeks then you right. bring the picture yeah. of you know and so when so he gets so in yeah when he gets low let go at the end of the movie it's the same kind of box that he is escorted out with you know that's the classic right. pack up your yeah. things get out of here that's yeah. what mm-hmm. he shows up with in the beginning of the movie um the i but on both viewings i very much enjoyed the narration, I feel like it fits with the bleakness of the film, just the cold, the snow, the concrete, the uh, pale drab colors of the office, the monotonous, like just painstakingly boring work that they do. I love how ambiguous the work is. The company is called Authority Inc. And whenever they're talking yeah. about work, yeah. they're just randomly spewing numbers and like spreadsheets yeah. and case number sixteen forty three. Like none of it makes any sense. Yeah. One of yeah. my favorite hey. lines is Christopher Hyredell, Andrew being like, 
we think about the floor. Yeah, <laughs> we, we like, we oh, like yeah. to think about the floor. I was about to say, when are we going to bring up the fact that they all put on little booties? Yeah. <laughs> Every time they come into the up, like, how fucking weird is that? Yeah. Yeah. I've but, worked in a goddamn hospital, multiple hospitals, multiple labs. We didn't have to put on booties to walk into the fucking lab every day. D- DP, like, DP, they, they think about the floor, DP. Right. We like to think about the floor. About we the like floor. to think about the floor. Yeah. By the way, Christopher Hyredale is my favorite favorite character. And yeah, that, I said. Yeah, I said. I, I second that. He's and so I, I told that to Andrew multiple times when we watched it the first time. I asked him. I was like, "What's that guy's name again?" Like I asked him like five times. Yeah. I'm like, "I love that." that dude. That's always my thing. I'm like, "Who's your MVP?" And pretty much everybody's like Christopher Hyredale. Or Andrew, he's the, you know, he's he's, he's the, the only one. He's the only one that asks the questions that we're all trying to ask. Like, what the fuck are you doing? He's yeah. the only one that, that has the balls to ask throughout the movie. Everyone he puts around the guy. His delivery, like, there's a scene where I think it's the first time he's asking Orson about the room, and you could see uh, Andrew's like concern, but also fascination. He's like, "And what do you do when in you're room. in?" <laughs> Marky, it's almost like, no, it's but so Marky, good. That's the thing. It was almost like he was trying to understand. Right, like what yeah. the fuck mm-hmm. he was doing? Yes, like, in his, yeah. like where his brain was going. It was actually like he was gen, gen. He seemed like the only one in the movie that was genuinely trying to help him. And then when he fired him at the end, it was because he knew he was right at the break of that nervous breakdown. Yes, and he had to get done. him out of there so he couldn't get back to that spot and have the nervous breakdown. That's why the security had to run him out. That's why he ran back in. They all wanted to yeah. stop him from getting there again. Yeah, so I thought that know, was again. That's why I love the ending the way I did. Yeah, DP and, first. And and, can I also just say, like, the fact that he was doing that and like seeming very interested in, like, oh, what happens in the room? I could also be interpreted as like he is one of the only ones that knows the room exists. Right, 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 right. And yeah. so that's why he's asking. He's like, the way oh, he talks so about you it. You have figured out the room. Hmm. Hyredale's what do so you actually weird. do in there? Yeah. So can I can I have a marky moment real quick? Yeah. Can I have a Marky moment real quick? Because this is what happens with Marky when he doesn't like a movie or he's lukewarm about a movie. Once we start talking about it, his star rating tends to go up a little bit <laughs> because he starts to think more. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Where... You know what? That is a good point. Yeah. The, no, you're right. Because that is that's a, the, now that we're talking about it and hashing it out, like the my perception of it is actually starting to go up a little bit. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's, right. That, that's, we, like could, that. we could coin that phrase. It's like a, a, a Marky. Uh conundrum maybe yeah, that's, yeah i'm gonna think about that one i'm gonna think about that one aj would you have something to say really good yeah i wouldn't say i'm like trending in in tw's direction but i wanted to mention there are uh, i don't know if it's like four or five half a dozen shots of the building uh-huh yeah. Oh, it's, it's lost and in the clouds. It, it disappears into the cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. really good. And I, I guess, awesome. I guess, I was wondering why. Like, I, I know the EVPs are probably up there, right? Mm-hmm. And he's only working on the fourth, the fourth floor, by the way. Right, right. These are the all EVP single, was very the happy. EVP, yeah, yeah. Like these, all the floors are on. By the way, they're all single digit floor numbers. And I was just curious about that. Like they show that specifically. Like that's not some. That's not a throwaway. They show that. Can I give you my times. opinion before Andrew? If he, Andrew has a real answer, I'll give you my opinion. <laughs> Absolutely. I I, I, th- I think it still just plays into that 
just a machine of monotonous office work. It's okay. A, it's just a cog. Like it's this mm-hmm. ever churning thing. It's almost endless. Like the, literally the building visually is endless. It's, right. It disappears. It disappears. Yeah. Like the yeah. top of it yeah. disappears. Like you don't know where it ends. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what it represents. It's just like yeah. an endless slog of years. I just wanted to, like, I, just I have wanted no to... chance of being there. Yeah, yeah, I wanted mm-hmm. to throw that out there just because you know yeah. that it, it's it's a it's a specific point that's being made by the film. Andrew, yeah. also, yeah. were you guys trying to get people to um, kill themselves with the uh, shots of the parking lot? Because that was the most, <laughs> oh my god, looking fucking thing I've all, ever yeah. seen all in my life. Cars. All Same black cars, all colored, and it's snow. winter, and it's winter. Yeah, I was yeah. every time I saw the parking yeah. lot, I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, how well, many times I've walked out? Building. Just monotonous, yeah. like oh. nothing. You know? Oh, exactly. Yeah, god, so, yeah, yeah felt, actually, that so is sad. correct. It is trying to get people to. I felt so <laughs> sad every time I saw the parking right? lot. I was like, oh yeah. god, this is my yeah. life in Massachusetts. Yeah, because I've been there a million times too. Oh. Like, it, you, every single car's got that, just like that one coating of snow on it. Yeah. And, the it, like everything it's is so just cold, white and cold and Ugh, dead. Yeah. And the funny thing is, though, That's all this my cars life were the yeah. exact same <laughs> yeah. from like a dealership donated the exact model and same color. That's, That's what that one scene mm-hmm. you see him. He, there's like a bunch of Mazdas, and they're all the same model. Yeah. Mazdas. That's awesome. <laughs> no, same exact thing. And there was we got like 15 of them, and all the rest is visual effects. You know, That's that awesome. was that was shot in like on a sunny day with limited snow. All that's filled in visual effects. The building mm. does that top building doesn't exist. Like whoever shot yeah. that, I, is I, a, I was going to figured like, as much. Yeah, I, I was think he actually the... found a building that went up into <laughs> what, the if, void what about that? Like, no, no, no. Flat, I was going to say like <laughs> the majority of stuff is practical effects, right? But like, there's yeah. a couple things that have to be. What about yeah. the stairs? The stairs that he's constantly going up and down are those real? You, the, when and, he's carrying the box, you mean? Yes, the stairs that are. Uh, uh, like it looks like it's, it almost goes underneath a building. It's oh, like yeah, a, that's real. it's the a left and a right. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Those. So that's a college way. campus in Vancouver. Uh, I can't remember the exact. And it's like not Stephen F. Austin. It's like shit. I'm failing to remember what the name is. It's a university mm. there, and so that's okay. real. That's cool. The building like there. when they show the like straight up building like uh-huh. the straight up part of the building that's just computer effects but like yeah. the flat like everything else is real right it's a uh, it's a it's like a really good private college in vancouver area i can't remember the name of yeah. it i'm blanking okay. completely but um dp yeah. did you have something you wanted to add because I, I still have some more that i wanted to talk about the movie before asking andrew some more like uh detailed mm. questions about the project yeah, just one quick thing about that whole, uh, the like, how, how much would it suck if that was where you worked, that right. you had to go in every day, walk that far <laughs> to go down a flight of stairs, over, up a flight of stairs, just to get in the front fucking door? Yeah, uh, yeah I, w- I wouldn't work there. It's too much walking so, for me. That's... I mean, it might be because I'm a fat guy, but I, I would not fucking do that much walking just for a job. That's funny that you <laughs> should be a big that. fat girl. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's funny that you brought that up, DP, because that's actually kind of like the last thing that I was going to bring up about the film before uh, 
starting to get into the more kind oh, of uh, behind the scenes questions was that, you know, and I know TW, you could probably relate to this uh, some too, um, or maybe all three of you guys can, but, you know, working in a office setting situation, and I'm sure a lot of the country, a lot of the world can relate to it. There's aspects Ooh. about this movie that just hit a nerve with yeah. the the way that the, and so I, I don't operate in the snow like that dp did that hit a chord for you seeing a parking lot with that kind of snow but if, yeah. for me what kind of hit a nerve was when he was in the office and uh one of you guys tw maybe said something about uh the the monotone of his na- narration when his co-workers AJ. are floating floating around him aj that for me was accurate. Like I'm sitting here trying to get work done and somebody comes up and tries to talk to you. And in his head, the narration is like, I used Carol's approach by ignoring her and going back <laughs> <Yeah>. to my work. <laughs> like, oh, that poor girl, by the way, that real yeah. bubbly girl. That poor yeah. We were so talked about her. His narration and like how he talks about his coworkers inside his head while he's working, mm-hmm. but his eyes are always like darting across the room, like looking at people. And he's like, tip, tap, tip, tap, tip, tap, tip, tap. And then uh, the uh, shit. The, there was one more thing that I wanted to add to that with the uh, just the office politics. It's that I feel like they they really hit that home. I don't know if it was pulled directly from the book or if it was the, the screenwriter or the director's choice, but the way Orson walks around and just kind of like plops himself in, holding a coffee mug, and he's just like mm-hmm. nodding, but like yeah. not talking, just looking at people. Right. Um, yeah, I had to insinuate myself into the office gossip. <laughs> yeah, they're all just chatting, and he just creepily walks in with his coffee. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like I spent oh, fifty yeah, minutes yeah. on my shift and ten minutes for the bathroom in a break. Yeah, I love how also how he walks up to Carol's desk and he looks at her her kids. Picture, yeah, that's not accurate representation. I wondered if I should tell her that <laughs> so the kid does not make the mistake in the future. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when like, he's leaving like at the off. very end, that's impossible. Then <laughs> <laughs> that like kind of kicks off his personality. Like at that point, you know, you're like, oh, it's that guy, like, he's it's that, that dude. dude. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I, I, I very much enjoyed the movie. I think I actually, uh enjoyed it the second time more um and so i'll go ahead and use that to segue into my uh questions behind the scenes so the first time i had watched it with you andrew was an earlier version and you said that this uh uh, released copy is different do you remember what is different between the two copies the one that you showed me and this one that's now available um actually very good question because since i just rented it a few days ago Mm -hmm. and watched the release version i just like instinctively notice things are different Uh but i can't like completely peg it but it's a bit more of like they try too hard to make the beats quicker like they want to pick the pace up a bit they've changed the score a little bit little Mm -hmm. like nuanced details that like would again it doesn't really make much of a difference it's just easier to pick up on when you've seen a bunch of earlier cuts sure so you've seen yeah you've been involved in this project for a long time you've seen 15 20 different versions i've just seen two and for me when i watched the rented version just last night it some some parts felt different but i couldn't put my finger on it yeah 
No, and that's that's it, like 100%. Like, can't quite put a finger, but you could tell that little was things it were anything changing. drastic. No, and I think, too, like, if you're going to do a film like this, it's like, and it's going to be a mundane kind of drug out, like, that it's like you may as you lean one way or another. Like, the one thing that people hate to with distributors or like people who come on and try to change up the cut to match, you know, commercialism or whatever, mm. they end up trying too hard to match it to like what they think the audience is going to want to see. Where it's mm -hmm. like you shouldn't do that, you should lean completely one way. And that's where that like battle and balance between like art and commerce comes into place. At the end of the day, I felt like it should have been a much like drawn out. I mean, it's, I mean, the pacing of it's fine, but I still think it could have been even a little bit slower in terms of, I, because I, you're leading that way. Like, that's what, it, that's what this film is. You know? Yeah, I, I would have liked a little more info here and there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, question I had kind of in regards to that, um, with the amount of producers or production companies that were kind of involved in this project, um, and then later on, uh, distribution companies, but uh, you may have not have been in that room. But the amount of production companies, is it safe to say that, you know, I wrote down in my notes, too many cooks in the kitchen, you know, like yeah. that, that saying, like, how many people had their own idea of what they wanted to do? Like, because that seems like, yeah. I mean, on any project, I'm but sure it's a problem. Big, the bigger the production, the more cooks. I'm sure, but like, you know, at the beginning of this one, um, you know, this movie starts with uh, four or five, like, logos of production companies. Like, how many of those guys were there yeah. every day? I feel like gals? that's every every indie film I, I watch. Um, yeah. You know, that's what you see in the opening credits is like... That's a good all point. The, all those different... Yeah. You know, all it's, those uh, different contributors and collaborators like are, are listed. It's definitely an indie thing because yeah, because it takes an army to make a movie, as they say. You know, right, and so right. you're gonna have like each company brings a certain thing to the to the project, and then mm -hmm. the the way in which those companies are introduced or their involvement is all negotiated early on and how how much <laughs> you, so like anonymous content was like kind of I mean, even the way the credits are lined up oftentimes can be negotiated or that's part of it. So Tilt Nine was a Canadian based production company that got the project from anonymous content and helped produce it up there to qualify for the tax credits. And they ended up getting involved at an earlier stage. They brought in Ted Melfi, who's Golden Light Films and Ted Melfi's a big name. He did Hidden Figures mm -hmm. and a number of massive projects. Oh, good movie. He, <laughs> he knows John Hamm. And so like John did a favor for Ted not a favor, but like, you know, it, having Ted involved, a guy like that moves the needle a lot for like an independent right. package to get a right. guy like John Hamm on. And Tilt Nine was more of a, the production services production company, but they kind of, they own the property more than like anyone else because they helped get it from Anonymous and get it made. And they right. brought in independent financing, which was like the different EPs you saw, different companies, you know, so on and so forth. So, AJ, you got something to add to that? Um, just a question. Like, uh, it's based off a book. So, <laughs> how does that usually happen? Like, like the actual intellectual property. Like, who... I've, I've, I've got a follow up question to that too. Actually, yeah, like the intellectual property itself, like the the book. 
who like somebody obviously read the book and then they I don't know what what's sort of the process there where, so where like where it moves forward to to they say this would make a great film like let's write a write a write a script for it yeah it's it's all a case by case basis but at companies have development executives people who basically yeah. go out there and they look for articles IPs book you know whatever they can find and they read it and they're like this could make a good movie mm-hmm. and they end up oh going books. to the yeah exactly and they go to the publisher they go to whoever owns that book the, the, right. the agent and they just say hey we want to make this do a movie and you get into an option agreement and an option agreement is essentially like yeah. you're buying the rights to the book to make a movie out of it and there's many different ways that that can look and happen so you could say hey we'll give you an option fee and we own the rights for two years exclusive rights of film and television for the next two years to make it into a movie if you don't get it done in that time frame you can renew that option or you can just let it go away and someone else could pick it up so like i've done like i'm currently working on a project where i've optioned an article like out of the mystery tribune you know and i've like option that and you own the rights to then you know hire a screenwriter hire a director get people behind that to make it happen right the clock's ticking at that point though right yeah but i'm not sure who like anonymous content luke one of the producers managed the director and he also manages the writer Mm -hmm. of the screenplay so i'm not sure who of that world found the book and i'm my guess is the director because he's scandinavian and the writer's also a scandinavian guy and so they probably Right. found it and collaborate or maybe they already knew each other and they collaborate it could also be like hey you know my buddy's the writer of this novel and like he's giving me the exclusive right as long as i want to like make the movie out of it but typically if i'm coming into it blind and i like read a book i really like and i'm like i want to make this movie you yeah. negotiate with the publishing company or the representatives on behalf of that publishing company to like, right. get the exclusive rights to turn it into a film or tv I have so many more questions about like like original screenplay stuff, but like I'll save it. I'll save it. Let's, okay. uh, oh, I, I'll let me have my uh, follow up question on that. Was uh, Jonas, a uh, Swedish author guy, was he involved at all, like on the film personally? Like once the movie started getting made, was he there? Was he d- oh. throwing any input out? Not when the when the cameras are rolling at that point. It's like you have the screenplay done, the script is locked, as I say, and like mm-hmm. what you're looking at, you're shooting and you're done at that point. But it's not to say that if Jonas, who had a relationship with Yokum, the director, couldn't be on set and give input to him as buddies, you know, sure. it's like that's fine. But he wasn't there. He may have he may have visited when we weren't there, but we were there for most of the shoot. So I don't think I gotcha. He, yeah had anything to do with it he was at the premiere which is cool to see and like but yeah typically like novelists who have their book optioned unless they're like super famous they don't have you know they're they're happy just to see their work get turned into a film or tv show all right can can we now get to the i don't know maybe most important thing for at least for me um as i said i bought this film i encourage everyone listening go out buy corner office on amazon voodoo wherever you're at and uh watch the film watch it all the way through the credits all the way until where they get to the (laughs) we would like to thank 
so and so. And I, I gotta say, I know I I watched the credits and I noticed there was no thank you to the movie council podcast. What the fuck is up with that, Andrew? <laughs> I know. First of all, I knew that's what you were gonna say at the very beginning. I completely forgot I about that. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I will say DP did that. Um, yeah, I was I was pushing my luck quite a bit by the end of the uh, by the end of the mm-hmm. project. All right. And I so think... next one, next one. Next All right, one. I will take it, baby. Well, actually, that brings next me to my one. that brings me to the next question. Yeah, are you working on anything now, or Great you know, question? This fucking yeah, I fucking yet. Well, there's two. So there's another movie we got that got distribution that I worked on, Space Pilot Project called yeah. how i learned to fly with Ooh. cedric the entertainer and uh method man and marcus scramner and line chavis very low budget it will it's same thing end up on premium vod at some point for rent which we can then chat about this one too because yeah yeah I, like corner office is a bit more i don't want to like this sounds bad but a more of like a bigger production on an indie scale this is mm. like we shot it with really good talent but on a very low budget guerrilla right. style in Los Angeles. And, mm-hmm. but it will come out and it's called how I learned to fly. And it's, it's listed right now on IMDb because we just got, we just got it sold for distribution and nice. I don't know when it'll come out, but bookmark yeah. that one. Cause that's another right. one that we're Google it and bookmark it and keep looking yeah. for it. That's um, what I'm going to do. And that is a, a music video director. First time featured debut. And I'm, I won't say much about it until it gets, other than keeping you guys posted until it gets up, you know, gets up there for rent. But mm-hmm. aside from that, yeah, there's one, there's a, from my visual effects producing job now, I've been developing a project on the side called, uh, that I optioned an article from the Mystery Tribune that a friend of mine who's a writer and he adapted it into a screenplay that we now have. And then I have a director attached from an Aussie director. Very nice whose mentor is like John Hillcoat. He's very much in that like world of like lawless. Mm-hmm. If you guys saw that movie, like he's, he's awesome. His name is Tyson Wade Johnston. And he did a film that you could see on freebie or also rent called streamline. And it's like a competitive swimming family drama that obviously when I saw it, I loved streamline. it. I actually, I, I, I saw a trailer for that. And fucking like added it to my watch list because I've ever seen the trail. I'm like, this looks fucking fantastic. Yeah, I've that, added that to my watch list. That's weird. I I'm shocked. Yeah, so I want to. He wow. if you yeah definitely watch like it's super good. Again, family drama, um, a bit of a thriller. He's the director mm-hmm. that I've got attached to this project. So we have a screenplay wow. with the director attached, but because the writer strike and SAG strike is happening right now we can't really submit it anywhere because people aren't keen to take things on when you, when everything's on strike, like they call it scabbing. So like when you scabbing means you're like taking advantage by submitting projects to companies. And if they're WGA Mm -hmm. signatory, they're going to be like, we don't even want to look at this. So we're going to wait until that resolves. Well, scabbing is a universal term when it comes to strikes, I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, So, I I had uh I'll I'll keep it brief. I just had one more question. I've got a lot more, but um I don't need to keep you all night. Um mm. but with the way that this small panel went, 
with our reviews for Corner Office. And I'm sure you heard a lot when doing test screenings and stuff. When you get involved in a project like this, I imagine you've got to have a, a bit of a thick skin. But how do you take it personally when you start uh, getting feedback with some of these when people shit on it? Yeah. Reviews. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like a glowing review feels good, but then like you're not I, you're not the director. Like no, yeah. Yeah. But you're still attached to the project, and you project. put time yeah. into it, and you work yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I'm I'm sure you got have a thick skin, and I, I know you uh, pretty damn well. I've known you my whole damn life, and you've been able to shrug things off a lot easier yeah. than I have. Me That's too. Why you're in me a business too. like this? <laughs> it's why you're in a business like this, and not me. Yeah, and I mean, Andrew, I don't mean to diminish anything. Like I, you worked on the project, obviously, but you know, see, I did. I, I did to me. I mean, I meant to. <laughs> oh, dude, I mean, I mean. Well, we knew that TW meant it as a personal slight. He actually I mean, liked the movie. He just wanted. I'm sure. To I'm sure you the went on jugular. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm sure you went on Rotten Tomatoes and saw it's not like there's not oh, a yeah, lot of reviews. Really there's not a lot yeah. of reviews, yeah, but it's, it's not flattering. Not. It's not positive. No, so, it's well. It's funny because yeah, yeah. I mean, it's as simple as like. It's also, it, well, it's a very, like, how would I describe it? Kind of internal feeling because people in the industry don't really care because that everyone who, like, has worked in it knows, and that sounds very pompous, but it's like they know how hard it is just to get a movie made. So, like, yeah. people are very supportive at the end of the day. They're just like, dude, that's that's yeah. awesome. Congrats. Like, yeah. you don't really hear a lot about it, even if it's reviewed badly because people are just, like, critics are just critics and it is what it is. But yeah. I also have, like, a realistic expectation of going into, like, things of just like oh yeah this is not i again i tend to like gravitate towards like the weird not like big creative swings and the weird projects and the thing because i personally like to watch those kind of stuff like i watch more obscure just like weird shit and so when i see people who don't like it i already knew that it's just like no it's that's exactly what it's I. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Now, yeah. I'm also so, like you. Someone like I'm not the director, so for me, it's easier to just like kind of absorb it and be like, "Cool, you would love to like one day have like a hit or like a big breakout. Like that would be right. incredible." Yeah. But that's at the same it. time, to be attached to just like weird, right. cool movies, like you're just kind of like, "Oh, that's yeah." Bad, see but, your right, movie out there. Like see your name. Building, see your building, name. Building, so when like, I su- I submit my. When I submit my Harry Ellis diehard prequel to you, and that becomes mm-hmm. a massive hit, it's gonna, I mean, that's gonna be big for all of us, right? <laughs> have you, have you heard but, that, Andrew? That's uh, some IP that uh, you, TW, yeah, yeah. Uh, TW, TW copyright right on that. But in all I'm gonna write it. I'm gonna I'm gonna write a novel. I'm gonna have AJ turn it into a screenplay, and then we're in business. Is that? Oh no, <laughs> then we're out of business. He's just threw it um, back. <laughs> but Andrew, in all seriousness, like being having getting a producer credit on a film starring John Hamm, you know it it certainly like enhances your resume. Like I mean, oh totally, yeah. You know, I mean, this yeah. guy. He's an enigma to me, but like this dude should be a star, John Hamm. And he yeah. did do a great yeah, job in this is. film. But and he should be a bigger star, like to me. Yeah. To me, you gotta be a yeah. big star. Yeah. Then along comes Johnny <laughs> Fontaine. <Singing>. Damn, <laughs> all over the world. Lessons. 
Well, guys, yeah. It's gonna be a big stop. Guys, and along here, comes yeah. Johnny Fontaine. Here's a uh, here's a uh, This is Andrew. This is the point where we go. And you ran off of them. This is movie council fucking reality check moment because we. And gonna... I can't afford to be made to look <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> now you get the hell out of there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this right, is where so you are. I, I guess what I'm saying is like. <laughs> No, no, there's, you said there's it. like more opportunities now because of like, oh, totally, yeah, yeah, working with well, John, working on a film with John Hamm, like, yeah, like, in, like Hollywood is definitely very like insulated and like yeah. people, yeah, people don't yeah. really care. It's just like if you could like bring something to the table that people perceive value, right. in, especially in the indie world, like it's just like, oh, I did this, did that, like honest, like you know, Hollywood's like all bullshit at the end of the day, and a lot of people that are like super successful at doing what they do it's like they just have their niche or they have their way to like make it happen and so it means like to moviegoers and cinephiles they're going to look at it in a different way but in the hollywood industry they're going to just be like oh that's awesome you got a movie made what did you do to help get that movie made like let's talk you know right that makes sense you are good at your job right like is that am i hearing you right like you're like that's a job that you're doing you completed that task successfully and right. did it well but it's on his resume now it's like a, right and then that's yeah. what i mean like let's get you on another project and right and then even though it yeah. comes johnny Fontaine. well and it also <laughs> it helps when like you could go i ain't no band leader <laughs> you could go with a development project and be like hey here's this film i'm putting together and like the agencies or production companies or studios can look you up and oh, just be like, oh you did this, this 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 blah 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 yeah you're good so so it just uh yeah it just depends but it does it definitely doesn't like critics are not and like the way it's received is it doesn't like have a major impact on like right it can just maybe some people but at the well, end of the day so like you got well, a movie made with like a-list talent and mm-hmm, it got distributed mm-hmm. and it's like Or you were part of it, you know. Can I just say to all of our listeners, as you've heard, uh, we're kind of divided. Some of us loved it. Some of us were. I think T.W. Race is. Yeah. You know, none of us hated it. But, you know, but the only way for you to know for sure is to fucking watch it yourself. So get out there, go on to Vudu, Amazon, uh, YouTube, Apple, wherever it is rent corner office watch it yourself let us know what you think because uh, i mean you're you're not going to be let down either way because as listeners to our podcast you too are friends with andrew harvey you, you know not quite close right, personal right. friends as as i like am dp right <laughs> right but you know he's your boy too so go rent corner office Watch the movie, buy it like I did, so you can watch it multiple times. But yeah. definitely, everyone, okay. please go rent, buy Corner Office. It's it, it is so worth watching. Yeah, and yeah, yeah please, everyone, go watch and right. form your own opinion no, on uh, it. And, and also, I ain't no band lead. Yeah, and also, I'm gonna, and real quick, I'm I'm gonna make a. I I have to step in real quick, Marky. It's a no. Okay, stop with your hand. Whoa, 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 whoa. So we've we've we fooled around long enough tonight. No, 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 no. I've got something to say. <laughs> oh my god, get a stopwatch. Right. When I was a little boy a long, long time ago. His whole life story. Here we go. Buckle in, folks. Fucking war fucking no. war and peace right now. 
No, no, no. Uh, what what I've Jeez. actually meant to Christ. open with. Um, I don't know, it's a Russian novel. That's me. Your boy fucking Atlas shrugged over here is about to <laughs> get after us. You know, when we uh, Ayn asked, Rand. asked <laughs> Andrew to be on here and hey, uh, we said that we were going to do a Wes Anderson movie with Corner Office. I'm like, well, that makes sense. They're both like quirky movies. But then I was like, shit, I kind of feel bad for Andrew. I've seen Corner Office. Like, I like it. But like Wes yeah. Anderson, it's fucking it's Wes way Anderson. better than Asteroid City. <laughs> yeah, like, actually, at that's the true. end of the yeah. day, like, goddamn, who would have yeah. thought? Yeah, actually, Andrew, uh, yeah, better than Asteroid City. Marky's got right? a point. I will give you that one at least. Your movie way better, better. than Wes Anderson's yeah. movie, and it's yeah. not even close. I love that. Yeah. I'm biased, but I agree. Yeah. yeah nice. <laughs> well, listen. We fooled around long enough tonight. Yeah. Right? We we've we we've uh, put a long tail on this kite. We might uh mm-hmm. want to uh I want to wrap it up for the evening. Uh, yeah. Hey, can I give one really quick uh uh recommendation? I know we like to do them. I'm gonna I'll make it fast. Uh, it it's not a new show. It's been around for a long time. I just got turned on to it. It's this British show called Taskmaster. Where, uh, like, the host is this comedian, and he has on uh, a group of comedians to have him do just mundane, stupid fucking tasks, and then rates them on it and makes fun of them about all the shit they do. Uh, it is fucking hilarious. There's been multiple oh. spinoffs throughout the years on in different countries, but the original British version of Taskmaster, Taskmaster, uh-huh. Uh, you can watch on uh, Pluto. Uh, it, it's it's like Tubi, but uh, Pluto, yeah, yeah, Pluto kind of rules. It's it's on there. Look it up, Taskmaster. It is fucking hilarious. I almost didn't watch Asteroid City just so I could watch more episodes of Taskmaster. You should have. It, it's an older show, and it's absolutely hilarious. Look it up. It's amazing. Yeah. All right, well, um, I think we should call it an evening because we I are agree. running fucking late now. So uh, Hell it's yeah. not a bit late. Yeah. All right, well, uh, listen, long enough, Andrew. You, yeah, you are always welcome to come on the show whenever. Um, I know you're a very busy man. You get a lot of shit going on. Um, unbeknownst to me, you apparently now have a, have a girlfriend, which hurts. Yeah, why didn't you tell us about the girlfriend, Andrew? Uh, Jesus, that that's painful. Yeah, but, relatively uh, new. Relatively that, new. Get that going on. Um, <laughs> one in a million. Though. Yeah, that hurts. But, uh, so you got a lot. Number was one of my top vault movies when we did. Yeah, for... you're a uh, you're you're uh, you're you're a busy man. Uh, clearly, the ladies enjoy you, and uh, so you do we, to, and so yeah. do our listeners. Yeah. yeah so um, I'm just a little hurt. That's all. But um, I guess we got to call it a night uh, again. You're welcome anytime. Uh, anytime you got a, a free night, even if we're just doing something. Fucking random, where we don't have to go up your ass with a microscope like your boy <laughs> Bondurant over here did for a while tonight. Um, did I do that? Yeah, well, you and AJ kind of tag teamed him like a fucking <laughs> Eiffel Tower situation. Here, I mean, but... I, I also think if I can't do it soon ish, it's tradition to do it over the holidays. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. Always. Sure. always. And I'll be back holidays. in the for that. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and so. even, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it will swing uh, down to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, and and doing anything random, we all we always want your input because you're a member of this. Obviously, the movie council, and 
you can always come on the show. So uh, great having you here. Congratulations on the movie, man. It's mm-hmm. a, you know, no matter what I say, I'm just some jerk off sitting here in my, my right. fucking shitty apartment here. In, in <laughs> jerk off. So I'm I'm nobody. So what what the fuck does it matter what I say? Right. But, uh, I congrats on no. It. You are the host of the <laughs> number one ranked movie podcast in the world. Yeah. DP's my height. Depending man, on yeah. your ranking. You know, yeah. The level know, of delusion. Yeah. Or, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, again, uh, Andrew, thanks for being on, man. Um, good luck in the future. Um, I, I know you, I'm sure you're uh, all your projects work and I'm sure they're going to be great. We'll watch all your movies. We'll always be fans and you're always uh, welcome on the show. So um, yes, I- unless there's anything else tonight uh, for myself, DP, AJ, Mark, and our good friend, Andrew Harvey. You guys have a fantastic week. We'll come back to you soon. Good night. We love you. Now you get the hell out of here. Good night. <laughs> good night. I love but little again, children, too. Uh, uh, the Movie Council is adjourned.